see, this is why I, this is why for so long I did not want to get into using a PC again, just because like god forbid you have to google a question well it's just i i'm i've been using a mac for so long i know how to die i usually know how to diagnose issues i'm having where it's like with a pc i get error codes and i'm like i don't know what the fuck's going on this is a different language to me i feel very very out of my place um but i don't want to harp too long on i don't know computer error codes because we have a special guest this evening for episode 237 of the past control podcast welcome Everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Animal Crossing too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Yep. Yep. Did did you, uh, how, how did your last match go before you joined on on the podcast uh not great we were looking for those npcs and we started shooting at them but there was someone behind us shooting at us so it it, it did not end well yeah i will say the last match that i played a Fortnite before we switched over to to doing the show was uh there was uh, it was us it was two teams left us and someone else this dude with a gold shotgun took me out then he took dom out mike had five health took down the person that killed me and Dom, and then the storm enveloped Mike. So he was about to die within a second, within a second, and he fucking laid the other person out and won the match. Like, insanity, (laughs) because the storm was going to kill him in a second. Uh, So Mike coming through with the big plays. Yeah, I I guess the real good thing about that gold shotgun is that it didn't ask me to reload for a while. There you go. I feel like normally I I spray and pray with that thing, and then I have to reload. That time I took, I took eight shots, and six of them missed. Well, and... you you hit the two that fucking mattered, Mike. Yep. Also joining us this evening is the former Overwatch fiend, the Cyber Slut, Todd Gary. I don't know if I like Cyber Slut. I don't know if I'm gonna keep like using that. that. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're still playing that game, so I mean. Yeah, I, it's like pretty much all I've been playing. Yeah, I, how close are you a hundred percenting it at this point? I still probably got another like six fifty hours at least. I'd do you say. do you and, know? And how I'm much... at like one. Thir- I'm at one thirty right 130. now. One thirty. I yeah. I hope that I when I decide to play it, I hope that I like it at least half the amount that you like it because then I feel like I'd enjoy the game if I like it. At yeah, least I mean, as half just, as you do. It's, I've, I've, it's weird. I've liked a lot of open world games this year. That's really hooked me into almost wanting to hundred percent them a lot. Like uh, Ghost, same thing. I wanted to hundred percent that, and yeah. I got very close to doing that. I don't know what it is. Some of these games have just got me this year. You remember when Last of Us Two like teased itself of being an open world for like one quick section of the beginning of the game, and then it just went like super linear after that. Yeah. I feel like the game would have been really cool if it was kind of that more open thing. I, I guess it's harder to tell the cinematic story that they were trying to tell if they did that. But um, anyways, rounding us out this evening, returning guest, friend of the show. You may know him from Dual Shockers. You may know him from streaming on Twitch. You may know him from pretty much anywhere because he's been all, all over the place in 2020, guesting on IGN, on Inside Gaming, on spawn on me anywhere else you name it and more to come this year i'm sure cameron hawkins cam how are you doing tonight 
Uh, I'm doing fine. You didn't uh, need to sell me like that, you know. I'm just I'm out <laughs> here. We're friends. We're playing. We're talking about video games. I literally asked you, "Was like, yo, can I come on the show tonight?" Hell yeah! <laughs> like, why not? It's listen. Yeah. It's open, open door policy for you. you you're, uh, you're at this point. I mean, I have to pull up my notes in my phone, but I think this, this are tied now. Wait, this makes you tied? I think yeah, so, yeah. Cause, I yeah, because right. I was one behind. Oh, okay, all right. So we're, so we're tied for the top spot now. Damn, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to, to uh, message Grayson after this and let him know that, that his the crown is being is being stared at. Yeah, I'm going to take a second championship, you know? <sighs> I, I, I'm looking forward to the battle between you and Grayson this year of who's going who's gonna to come on the show more. Um. It gets it gets complicated when we start bringing in spoiler casts because who knows what spoiler casts are on the docket for this year? I feel like I mean we're definitely going to do Persona Five Strikers. Like that's got to be one of them. Uh Mike, are you going to play that or no? Uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, we we could do Persona Five Strikers. I mean, I like that. I feel like that's got to be one personally. I think that uh, an overall Halo one could be on on the future when we get closer to halo infinite like a kind of a recap sure. of the halo franchise and then sure. i mean if things work out the way i bright-eyed want them to right now at the beginning of the year looking at looking at into the horizon of games i want to play for 2021 kingdom hearts is is high on my list of things let's i want to go. do let's go man so, oh and also persona 4 golden if you go back and play through persona 4 golden this year i am praying especially with the persona uh anniversary this year anniversary. that we get an xbox or switch port because that will be like that will shoot to the top of my list of things to if, play if it does just play it on vita i could if, i'm I, if it doesn't get announced in the first couple months of this year i will probably yeah. buy a copy on vita I could buy it on Steam too, but I just don't want to sit. I don't want to play that on my computer. I'd rather play it on my Vita, like because I, I would play it more if I had it in my in my bed. That that's fair. It does have the HD graphics on Steam though. Yeah, but I feel like I would still. I mean, it's an I old st- enough game. Yeah, where it's not a huge deal. So, but I think that if there is like once there is some sort of announcement for Personas, like for anything related to Persona that isn't Persona Five Strikers, and it's not Persona Four Golden getting ported somewhere else. I can like I think you can bet your bottom dollar that it's not coming at all for the rest of the year. Yeah, I I think we'll find out pretty early this year of some at least some of what Atlas's plans are this year for stuff like that. Um, I mean I I don't know if you saw this some random mobile game I'm not familiar with the mobile game has a Persona Five crossover right now. So I did see that I did see that which I actually like the key art like there's like good art of Joker in in a uh, Makoto for it and I'm like I kind of just want to play this game just to see what, what's going on here um so i i feel like they're going to continue to try to ride this wave of success with persona 5 and especially with strikers coming out in february is that right yeah february 20 something yeah oh yeah that's right it comes out the week of my birthday so it's like perfect oh perfect oh, uh, yeah good good birthday to you th- that's yeah exactly that's my birthday gift to myself um so uh the 20th february 20th, 20th. or Perfect. the 16th if you buy digitally on ps4 which i or which is what i'm gonna do no i need that i got i have the the steelbook oh I, i'm doing both i'm doing both like it's just you know it, it's fine like i know it's a game it's persona i'm gonna i'm willing to invest yeah I'm, I'm excited and i got those records coming so hopefully those ship out soon because i'm yeah i'm, I'm really excited. excited for those i'm um, excited too so a couple of housekeeping things before we roll into tonight's episode uh 
Uh, this episode of the Pass Controller Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem area or in the North Shore of Boston on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday and you need yourself a delicious hot treat to get you through the evening, you can head on down to 1 Washington Square from 4 to 10. Jen's dancing on the side and it distracted me. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> She's still dancing. Stop it. Uh, I'm doing the ad read. You can't just interrupt the ad read like that. Eric's going to be mad. Um, Mike, your camera, I thought it froze with your filter right now. And it nope. freaked me out for a second. This yeah, is the worst ad read on the planet. Check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on what fatties are. They're delicious, I'll tell you that. Uh, a few more housekeeping things. The most recent spoiler cast, the Persona 5 Royal spoiler cast, which has myself, Mike, and uh, guest today, Cam, is also on there with a few other lovely guests. We talk all things Persona 5 Royal, so you can check that out on the podcast feed or on our YouTube channel. And the PTC Movie Club for January will be announced shortly because we are here today to talk about the PTC Movie Club for December, which was Mike's pick, Sorry to Bother You. And it happened to work out perfectly because Cam has watched this movie. So we uh, can kind of just go right into it. Mike, it was your pick. So w- kick us off with, with your thoughts on Sorry to Bother You. Uh, really sharp left turn near the end of that movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, so it's it's funny. So Jen and I watched it today. And I I think I liked the movie overall. And yeah. I like at one point I paused it to like get up and like get myself a cup of coffee, some more coffee or whatever. And we were like talking about the movie while it was paused. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to decide if I think this is me talking to Jen. I'm like, I'm trying to decide if I think the movie is like a tad too ridiculous. Like it's like just over the line of of ridiculous where it's like i i like the message and i like what they're talking about and i like the acting and i think the writing is good i'm like but maybe it's just like something is a little bit too ridiculous that's like maybe pushing it over the line for me um i was like i don't know i need to watch more i need to keep watching the movie to see if that like holds true for me and then you know we get to the end of the movie and there's fucking you know (laughs) horse people and shit and i'm like okay so okay it is ridiculous um but then it made me reevaluate the movie prior to that i'm like all right it's not as ridiculous like i was just kind of i mean i was the like the movie is ridiculous whole yeah movie is ridiculous. you just don't know how ridiculous it is until you get to the end but there's a lot of great satire and i i fucking love the movie it's definitely a movie i'm gonna watch again uh i think it's like requires multiple viewings to just like see what the fuck's going on in that movie you know like uh, that, it got spoiled for me a long time ago um, the horse part or just everything in general something about a horse and <laughs> I just knew it went off the deep end. Like, yeah, like I read something, like a little blurb, and I remember being like, okay, what what the fuck? So, uh, and, it, and the way it ends is, like, it, I think what was spoiled for me, I believe, because I was just waiting for it to happen. Oh, um, with with him showing up at the guy's house? No, Yes, yeah, yeah, at the very end and everything, yeah. all that stuff. But, like, when, right when he sniffed that line, I'm like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, yeah, he's done. I will say, like, I... I didn't like the the thing that I didn't like the most about the horse stuff was that I felt like like for me and this is just me in my personal taste I felt like it made the movie like too all of a sudden too suspenseful for me be, only because I was like he's definitely going to fucking become a horse like I feel like there's no way he's not becoming a horse so like the whole last part of the movie after he sniffs the line is me like 
like just too fucking uh, on the edge of my seat of like he's got to become a horse at some point like something something really bad is going to happen to him and i and it's like i wasn't i i was like not the rest of the movie wasn't as like tense and i feel like for me as the viewer like everything past the line of of fucking horse cocaine was uh like too suspenseful for me where i was like i feel like something bad like that, really that bad bathroom scene, that bathroom scene you know? that fucked me up <laughs> right. well it's funny because like i when that scene the guy's like oh go in the jade door and i when i watched him go into like a bright green door like jenna and i was like he didn't fucking go in a jade door she's like what do you mean it was green i was like no no no, that wasn't a fucking jade door there's a reason why the guy said a jade door like that's that he didn't go in the right door uh and I like wasn't sure what to like. I, I knew something weird was gonna happen because like it looked like there were prison cells on the like the front of the screen as he's walking by. So it like I knew something was gonna be there. I just didn't expect it to go fucking horse people. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what about you, Cam? How, like how how is uh, this movie for you? Uh, yeah, like um, I thought the movie was. Uh... I thought the movie was good. I think it's like, uh, you know, it had some kind of important messages about basically like trying to like make your way up in, in and in making a career, like, especially as like a person of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely think that uh, I, I, like that year it came out while it, I don't think like it was in my like top 10 favorite films or anything like that. It definitely had the funniest scene in the like the out of the entire year for me, which was just the rapping scene. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Like that shit was. I was like dying in the theater watching that. Uh, just cause it was like you're black, you know how to rap. It's like no, that's not how this works. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I think uh, the movie's so good too, because that scene, like the director is definitely just saying like he's even calling out his own race. You know, like he's not just like it's not just he's saying like you know they'll sell themselves out. For just to get the white with the white money and everything you know and it's 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 crazy like there's so many little hidden things like that in the movie that are just nuts to me it's uh it's like i said i think that movie i need to watch it over and over again let's be like whoa okay. I, the the character that struck me as like one of the most interesting parts of the movie was uh the guy with the eye patch like they they never explain the eye patch from what i remember and like they also never say his name it's always bleeped out yeah do like do we know why no, and I could have sworn. So basically, today I ended up rewatching it just because I thought to myself, "There's a chance we might go into specifics, and I need to remember what actually happened in this film because I forgot most of it." And I could have sworn that there was going to be a reveal that he had one of those left eye markers underneath the eye patch, and that did not happen. So oh. maybe uh, it, it's not super important, but like I thought that would be the case. I I the other. <sighs> I don't know. I got like th- there were some things about him that obviously the fact that like we didn't know his name. Obviously, he's wearing an eye patch, which is like no one else is like dressed that ridiculous in the movie. It's like right. he he like has an eye patch, which seems you know like it has some sort of significance. Um, and after Cassius gets hit in the head with the can, the guy with the eye patch wipes blood off of his face and then like puts it in his pocket, and I'm like. What is he doing with the blood? Like, I want, I'm like wondering, like, did he give the blood to the 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 other guy? And he was like, oh, there's something good here. We need to like turn him into a horse or something. I don't fucking know. And towards the end of the film, when they were when they had the plan to stop the the line breakers from going through, when they initially get stopped, he just gets up, walks away. He doesn't yeah. bother. 
was just out. Yeah. I will say too, like I, unless I just missed it, he, the guy with the eye patch never talks in his regular voice, except, except for that one part right before he goes down to drink the fucking horse cocaine. Uh, which I'm like trying to figure out the significance of that scene. Right. Yeah. Where, that's it's like, I, I'm, I'm wondering if like, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out the significance of why that specific scene, he, he speaks as himself and not, is it Patton Oswalt that does his voice? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would probably have to rewatch and really think about it, but I think at that point there was, Everyone else around them was passed out. There was no reason for him to hold up any sort of pretense. He was just saying, hey, go do this thing. Get up there. Assuming he was, he actually felt like he was on Cash's side. He was saying, hey, this is an opportunity for you to truly move up. This guy likes you. Again, assuming that he, even if ultimately it was bad, he was really trying to help Cash. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just to hurt Cash if he knew that that was a bad thing. But if he thought it was a good thing, yeah, I don't know. What, uh... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, there's something that Steven Yen says, the guy from The Walking Dead. He's in, like, so many good movies, that dude. He's so underrated. Mm -hmm. I think Um, he's a good actor. I think he's, he's, like, one of the best characters on The Walking Dead. He was my favorite episode episode character on The Walking Dead. Same. I think we we all love him. But he says uh, if you show people a problem but not a solution, their reaction is going to be just to get used to it. And I like I that like just hits home, you know. Like it's everyone just it's it, it kind of sums up politics in like these last couple of years, you know. Yeah. Everyone's just we're just like yeah, it is what it is, you know. It's like no one fucking does anything. And yeah, man, I could like, like I said, I could watch this movie over and over again, and it's just nuts. I feel like the yeah. more I watch it the more oh, I mean I'm not saying I'm going to fucking sit there and watch it every day but you know it's definitely a movie I want to go back to and watch again yeah I, I feel like it, it especially in the like with the way the world and the country in particular are right now I feel like it's a very very topical movie to watch um, I, I enjoyed it though I, I think it it might be the, the best movie that we've picked so far uh, or the one I, the one that I enjoyed the most I think I don't think I've watched have you picked so far? Let's see. We we uh, Todd pick. Would be our third would be this would be our second go around with your pick. This would be our second. Yes. Run. So we've watched five movies so far. So Todd's picks were Hereditary and Prisoners. Mike's oh, were oh, both those movies are better than Sorry to Bother You. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I for my personal taste, I just don't like Prisoners was okay, but I see, Hereditary see, like, is just I... too too much for me. See, I don't like horror, and I was blown away by Hereditary. I loved Hereditary. Like, yeah. I do not like. Yeah, you know, like I'm like <laughs> you, Brendan. I do. Like, I do not. I do not like. I do not like horror. But Hereditary, I was like all in on that movie. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What, do you like Midsummer too? Do you like that director? Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I definitely think Hereditary is much better. Because here's the thing: like, 100%. I think like the people that like like Hereditary like think it's like absolutely phenomenal but then i know people that like really really did not like hereditary not that, like they're like oh yeah, it's like a 50 split on that movie but, like that they that they that they just strongly disliked it because i remember when midsummer came out and we we're like like in dual shockers chat talking about it and there were some people saying they're like oh that was way better than hereditary and i'm just like 
right? And I, I no? like it. Don't get me wrong. I, no? You know, I'm with you, right? Uh, but Midsummer is a plenty good movie for sure, but it's just not remotely as good if, as if i didn't I like mean, hereditary though i probably would not like midsummer correct no I, midsummer I midsummer, midsummer is more uh it there really is it isn't even really horror it's just it takes weird. place in broad daylight yeah i know yeah. Todd. i don't care it's it's yeah. it's just the uncomfortable thing i don't want to be uncomfortable yeah you'll be it doesn't, it doesn't have bit. its uncomfortable moments but it's not like hereditary okay. it's, it's yeah not, nothing like that like uh, yeah, it's not remotely as uncomfortable as Hereditary. Uh, and then Mike's picks were a Mission Impossible Six for some reason. <laughs> um, hey, Mission, wait, Fallout? Oh, no, I don't know. Fallout. So five. Fallout, yeah. Yeah. Rogue oh, Rogue Nation. Oh, oh yeah, Rogue, Rogue Nation's Nation. fine. It's it's good. It's not, but it's not. Uh, I mean, Fallout was fantastic, and Ghost yeah. Protocol, real good. Oh, you really fucked good. up, Mike. Why didn't you pick one of those? Uh, because ultimately, I think. Out of all the Mission Impossible movies I've seen, and granted, a lot of them I haven't seen in a long time, uh, I'd seen Fallout recently. I'd seen Fallout in theaters, but it was so hyped up for me that I think it fell flat. Whereas Mission, the Rogue Nation, I think I caught it on television and just happened to really enjoy it. I was just like, oh, you know what? This one, this one's not too bad. I I enjoy the action in this. Okay. Uh, I and I had no real reason to pick it other than, eh, you know what? Maybe I'll rewatch it. Yeah um and then even oh. even sorry to bother you i i only picked because i was going to get ready to say oh i need to watch book smart and then i saw sorry to bother you was book smarts really good movie i saw sorry to bother you was a recommended movie and i thought to myself you know what let me make brendan watch this i'm glad you made us watch yeah it, yeah I'm, I'm i happy. wanted to watch I, and i just it, forgot about it it's a movie i i wouldn't have watched otherwise because i just don't watch movies but i'm ha- like of all of the movies that we've had to watch so far i'm i'm this is the one that I've personally enjoyed the most. Uh, and then my pick was my first pick was grave of the fireflies, which I was kind of oh. disappointed by. Really? Oh, well, okay. I, I, I haven't think seen I, it in a long time, so I have it, but I just haven't seen it in a long time. So, so it's not a bad movie. Oh, the depressing, the tone of it didn't bother me. I, for me personally, that was a movie I didn't see ever. And I was always very, very hyped up to me as like one of the best anime movies so i was like oh this movie's gonna be fucking amazing and i was like oh, i mean it's good it just didn't like i think that was overhyped for me unfortunately which hurt my hurt my uh viewing of it um like i, I like other studio ghibli movies over that movie um yeah uh, yeah which brings me to my pick for january but before we get to my pick for january does anyone else have anything they want to say about sorry to bother you before we move on uh tessa thompson gorgeous yes i mean that goes without saying uh oh you know what i will say though actually i will say i think my favorite part of the movie was i loved and i forget the other character's name because i feel like they don't say characters name like i feel like cassius is the only person that says his name over and over again and i feel like no one else says names Steven Yu's, uh, Yun's name is Squeeze, I think. Right? Yes, yes, you're right, Squeeze. But Squeeze. like, I don't, I don't know what Tessa Thompson's character's name is. I don't know what the other friend's name is. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what the company's guy name was. The the like the guy that runs yeah. the WeWork or whatever the hell Ar- it's called. Army Hammer, who every single time Army I Hammer, look, yeah. every single time I look up the cast for that movie, I'm always surprised that I don't know what he looks. Because I I liked him in The Man from Uncle. Um, I did watch... uh, The Social Network? Yeah, The Social Network. I did watch... What was that movie with... um, With... 
it was a the Lone Ranger. The Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. With Jack, uh, not Jack. Johnny Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna call him Jack Sparrow, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like I, I'm just like, do I not know what he looks like, or does he just confuse me with a beard? I, I, I honestly don't know. Jen just texted me and said, "Did Mike pick that movie because he knows that's my job?" While we were watching the movie the whole time, she's like, "Wow, this is just like working in my office job." Obviously, some parts of it, not like. No, bro. I related to the telemarketing because I worked in Verizon wireless sales on the phone in a place like that. Yeah. And it was literally just like a free for all, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I like how they had like someone who had been barely working there for like a couple weeks, like being like the person training them. You know, <laughs> like, it's yeah. like that's how it was. Like well, I remember I had someone training me, and I was like, "How long have you been with the company for?" They're like four months, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. cool." Well, that's <laughs> like so. <laughs> Jet, what is the what is the upper floor thing called? Like the baller. Power callers. Power callers. Yeah. Uh, Jen, Jen goes, what is happening right now? Jen was like, uh, oh, this is just like my job. She's like, we have something. And I forget what she said it's called. And she was like, I'm in it. <laughs> um, oh, it's called, it's just called, it's just called The Club. Because well, she's got a, a great white voice. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's. There's that, but uh, so I don't remember what the friend's name is, but oh, Sal, Sal, because that's yeah. that's who he like uses as a reference at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he gets promoted to the Ballers Club or whatever it's called, phone callers. What is it called? Power callers. Power callers. Phone callers. Um, when he gets promoted and they're having like their meeting outside to like strike and he walks by and they get into like a compliment fight that is such a good yeah. scene i love oh, that yeah. so much it's like you know what? you have a good day you know why don't you have a good week you know what? you have a good month and it just it goes on for a long time like this is really great this is a good a good scene and like steve steven squeeze is just like in the background like making faces like what what is going on right now and you know it was when i was watching it today i thought to myself oh you know what it's because their normal their normal banter is insulting each other so like this is this is them clearly not being friends because I I feel like when they were in the car before when they were driving to a bar or whatever mm-hmm. whenever they talk they would just give each other shit all the time yeah when they were complimenting each other it's clearly like this is they're not being friends anymore I like that's how I, that's how I took it anyway I enjoyed it I, I know I stepped away for a second too I heard you guys bring up Ar- Army Hammer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know who he is, and I've never seen him in anything except for Social Network. I feel like he's like, like barely in it though. He's not like a big part of it or anything. He's, not. he's like because... no, tw- he's one of the twins, right? Yeah, yeah, well, he's he, the twins. Yeah. No, he's both okay. of them. He's both of them. He's, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So just because uh, we um, uh, we brought up the Social Network twice, I actually rewatched Social Network for the first time in like a long time, uh, like a few days ago. That movie still holds up really well. That's good because yeah, I liked it when it came thing. out. It yeah, I really like it. Ever. The scene when uh, Andrew Garfield comes over to him at the table when he's oh, like, yeah. when they when they when he, right when after he they finds burn out. Him. Oh, when I do that. He's so, he, that's such a great scene. Oh, it's so yeah. Good. No, the music, I, the Trent Reznor soundtrack. Oh man, everything about that movie is so I, good. I literally tweeted about it. I was just like, it, he, like he has the best line in the movie to Justin Timberlake. He says, "Sorry, my products are at the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flops." <laughs> <laughs> such Yo, a Andy, great it, line. And he won. He won all his lawsuits, which is like the best part about it too. You know, like it's, well, he they, settled. He settled. Yeah, he settled. wanted he to go his... for. He wanted to go for the company. He wanted right. Facebook, and then he settled. 
And even Rashida Jones's character is just like, li- like to Mark is just like, this is literally a speeding ticket for you. And I was just like, that's just when you think about how much money that is right, and that's how that was nothing for him. It's just like, god damn, crazy. It's insanity. Uh, that's good that it holds up though. I might, I might have to rewatch it at some point soon because I did like it a lot when it came out. I did go the the beginning of the movie when they're at a bar. That scene yeah. is filmed in Massachusetts. I don't know how much the movie's filmed in Massachusetts, but that scene is filmed at a restaurant, Mass- a bar in Massachusetts. And I've been to that bar before, and they have, like, the, uh, on the menu, they have, like, the social network nachos or some fucking bullshit. Or- <laughs> um, yeah, That's I don't funny. know. Oh, yeah, wait, I have been there. Yeah. I, I wasn't paying a, a lot of attention just now, so when you started saying that, I thought you were talking about the bar at the beginning of Sorry to Bother You, where they have the VIP club in the back, and I thought to myself, what? Yeah. Why would you tell no. One scene here? No, not that. I think I think we went to it together, Mike, because I feel like we went to trivia I, there. I, I think I do re- remember. That's why I was saying, like, oh, I I have been there. I think we we had all gone. I think we went to trivia one time there, and and that's when I was like, oh, fucking look at these nachos. Anyways, so my pick for January is. Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Just because I'm assuming it's it's, uh, it's Studio Ghibli. Is it Princess Mononoke? So it's not, Damn it. but it Damn is it. Okay. a Studio oh. Ghibli movie. Oh. What do you mean? Oh. I, <laughs> there's a specific movie that I hope you're going to say because it's super slept on, but we'll, but we'll see. So <coughs> my favorite Studio Ghibli movie is not what I'm going to pick because I, I don't think Todd would like it. My favorite Studio Ghibli movie is Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. I love that movie. Wait, isn't yours like Say My Name or whatever? Is that the one? Is that Studio Ghibli or not? Or Your Name? Right? Oh, your, yeah, name? your name? No, that's yeah, not. That's, a, not, Studio that's not a Studio Ghibli. But if you if you want to watch it, I will pick. I'll gladly rewatch no, that no, movie. No, no, I will no, gladly. No, no. You know what? One of the be- one of the best animated movies I've ever. It's seen. so good. Like, Fuck. Literally, I'm picking it's, it. It's a masterpiece. I'm picking it. It's a masterpiece. It, we're watching your name. <laughs> okay, what were you going to pick though? What well, were you going? I was to pick? gonna pick. Um, Porco Rosco. Uh, no, it's on the list, Mike. But it's not what I was gonna pick. I was going to pick uh, Howl's Moving Castle only because I've never seen it. Oh, okay i've seen that recently it's it's fine it's more of just kind of like the create the creativity and imagination of that movie that that's really cool but the actual movie itself for, to me is it, it's fine it's solid like it's nothing crazy um but i was going to say like at some point you guys should definitely watch uh the wind rises because that was uh miyazaki's last film okay. um that's and the one where it, about the guy that makes planes for World War II. Yeah, yeah. And I and I like I saw it in theaters and it's one of the few movies I actually walked out like I like I teared up. Like I teared up watching that movie. And um it's um it, it's just I feel like no one's no one's ever talked about it and it came out like 2009 or something. I feel like, like the so I, I feel like the later Ghibli movies no one ever like gives them praise or talks about them. Like after Spirited Away, like pretty much, really, yeah. Um, but no, like it's it's fantastic. Uh, I think like for the English cast, it's Joseph uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt and John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got a really good. cast. Yeah, usually yeah. usually the English dubs for Ghibli movies have good good casts. Like because well, Disney because Disney takes care of it. They distribute it in America in, in uh, not anymore of Japan. Not anymore though. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, Wait, who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? I think they either they're probably not on their own, but they're. They're it might be Warner Brothers because they're on, they're on HBO, HBO Max. Max, so Warner Brothers might be the one that distributes them. But, now. Yeah, the thing, the thing with but that I though is Warner like, Brothers, yeah, they bought it. Really I don't think really Disney, 
Disney still distributes their movies, but they don't like own them. Like you know, like it doesn't mean like that they they get the streaming rights or like the TV rights and things gotcha. like that. Um, they just yo, know the it's cast a good... on this is nuts. For, yeah, they just know that. it's a good investment type thing. For right? which Crazy. one, Todd? For the one we were just talking, the the wind rises. It's uh, this is more Martin Short, Stanley Tucci. Warner Herzog, William H Macy. I mean, we could do that instead. We Eliza, can... no, no, I don't, I don't care. I'll stick to it, dude. It's your pick, man. Do, do a vote like me. Well, we, I could do a vote. I could put it to Twitter, and I could put it between your name, Howl's Moving Castle, Wind Rises, and you know, it just got added to HBO Max, baby. Weathering with you. What is that? It's from oh, the same people as your name. Real good. I don't think it's as good as, exactly. Not good, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not, not as good, but like. I think the um, the way it's shot is better. Um, like the actual like frame by frames are better, um, but like the story and characters, no. Like, it, and the reason why is because like the story is very reminiscent of your name. Like, it's just a little bit too similar to like really, in my opinion, stand out as its own thing. But it's still really cool, and it does have like actual connections to your name. When I was in the theater watching it, I because it came out like right before COVID hit. I was like, I was popping off in the theater. I was like, let's go! I was like, I was so excited. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike, Mike, really and great. I saw that in theaters too, right before everything changed oh, last year. And 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 fun fact: apparently, wait, no, 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 no. Never mind. That was twenty twenty. I was about to say, apparently, Studio Ghibli is about to uh, uh, the rights are about to go to Netflix, but apparently that was last year. So never mind. So I think I think the Ghibli movies are streaming on Netflix in like Europe or something. And then, oh, okay, that makes sense. and then here yeah, they're was, on HBO. Was, yeah, here I I remember it was like a it was a big deal when HBO Max scooped up those streaming rights because prior to that they weren't streaming anywhere. I don't think, or maybe they might have been on Hulu or. or uh, I don't think they were. There might have been like well, so there was a point in uh, time where like some of them were on Netflix because like I watched Ponyo on Netflix at one point. Like some of them were I think on you Netflix. Just lost, um, did you just we lost Craig. Craig. We lost Craig. That's fine. Craig sucks. We'll just I'll pull the stream down after and take the audio from there. Um, cool. So, yeah, if if you care about the PTC Movie Club and you want to know what movie we're picking for January, uh, look at our Twitter later at Pass Controller, and I will put up a poll that will decide the movie. Unless unless Todd wants to pick one of them right now, and I'll let Todd do that. No, no, man, let the audience. I because I'm doing the, I, I'm gonna come up with another four. I already have my, my four, I think. But. Okay. All right. Does mean I have to come up with a four too? No, you don't have yeah, to, Mike. You don't have to. I think I might. I think I might. Oh, I, <laughs> if we're I, still I doing this, God forbid. I can, I can confirm the Wind Rises is on HBO Max. Yes, uh, most of the Ghibli PT- movies are. So, yeah, whether it be the club or just in general, like the Wind Rises is like it's not like an amazing film. Like I won't say like I was blown away, but it's very touching. And it, like again, like it's very one of the few films I've I've ever watched where I like by the end of the movie i was crying yeah like i'm trying to pick a anime movie that will that todd will like and i was hoping grave of the fireflies was going to be that and it kind of wasn't so i'm like i need to get todd because i like i, I, not like it, no. I don't i, mean, I don't I think todd will like your name and i don't think he'll like weathering with you i think uh, he'll like your name. Movie. If, if you don't he's, like your name I, i've never met a person that saw your name and didn't like it like that would be insane to me i just don't think I it's Todd's style todd, I, I don't think it's todd style either I, I, think, I just I've already seen Freaky Friday. Like, I just, no, it's not the same. I just give these guys shit all the time about it. I always call it Freaky Friday. And, and, <laughs> unless you want me to throw a curveball right now, Todd. And have you ever seen Akira? No. 
No, no, don't say. Uh, no, just do, do, do it. I, I haven't seen. Pick, just don't even. Just fucking. I right. think Todd would like aspects of Akira. I, don't I think. Like I think she sure would, would too. Uh, I'm gonna. I will put four anime films on a poll after the show, like and whatever gets picked will be the January movie. Uh, anyways. Well, you know, if you pick your name, your name's gonna win. It. It. Pro- the, the, Twitter will probably I, pick. I kind of hope so. I kind of want to force myself to this. Yes. It. Is your name streaming somewhere? Uh, Netflix, I think, actually. I was gonna say I can buy it if it's I okay. Mean, not buy it, but like rent it or whatever. I mean, you can just borrow my fucking Blu-ray if you want. I got the limited edition for that. It came with like the soundtrack and everything. Woo-hoo-hoo! The soundtrack of that movie's so good. It has fucking bangers. Again, not stuff that I don't think Todd would care about, but it does have bangers. Mike knows. <laughs> Mike, Mike, and I actually saw your name in theaters together and Weathering with You in theaters together. <laughs> uh, I cried both times. It's true, he did. The cat is I the cry- best. The, the, I, the, I, I, I cried at the end of your name. Yeah, I definitely cried at the end of your name. The, like, the cat is the best part of Weathering With You. He steals that fucking movie. He has, like, the best, like, reactions to certain scenes in that movie. Um, I, <laughs> Mike, 2020 was such, like, a, like a fucking the world stopped because in my car, like, there's still on the back seat the poster from weathering with you from the movie theater oh, is just still on my back seat. You can't see it. I've got a cork board over here and the poster's up there. Cause I had no place else to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Anyways, before we roll into the other main topic for tonight, since cam's here and an hour uh, into the podcast, we're not, we're not an hour just yet. We're not an hour. Um, before we started this though, you were just like, Oh, we'll make this like maybe an hour. Maybe I, I got, <laughs> like, the, that's not going to be an hour. I got the time on my thing. I, we haven't been an hour yet, but, uh, We'll, 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 we'll get there. Um, <laughs> what was I just going to say? I don't even, oh, because Cam's here. Cam, if there's like anything, uh, I, I know you would put up your 10 favorite games from 2020 yeah. on DualShockers. Um, I think I, I think all three of us can probably guess what your favorite game of the year was, but yeah. do you, anything you want to mention from 2020 since the year is over and we're on to January now? Is there anything you want to... Mike, that is terrifying. Please change that. That makes me really <laughs> Yeah. Let me find another one. But yeah, talk about, talk about your games. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is my game of the year. Um, it's not like... I don't want to say it's not close because uh, Spiritfarer, which was my second favorite game of this year, um, I don't really want to get super deep into that because, like, when I talked about that during the Dual Shockers uh, uh, discussion, I like cried a lot about it. <laughs> uh, which it'll probably be out uh, on Monday or Tuesday, and I'm definitely gonna uh, share that on my Twitter. But um, you know, that game is really special to me. Um, Star Renegades, super slept on. Uh, uh, roguelike. Uh, if you like uh, retro turn-based combat, uh, strategic combat, uh, that's definitely a really, really great game that got incredibly overlooked this year. Um, it's on Game uh, Pass. It's on Game Pass, yes. So um, is Spiritfarer, too. Yeah. Yep, and so is Spiritfarer. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I feel like, got really overlooked this year because it wasn't a PlayStation exclusive, because in my opinion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a, definitely a better open-world game than Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I think that goes. I think that goes. Tsushima is like, it was very well presented, and I think that what it wanted to do as a game, it like did it very well. But I don't think it tried to like really go the extra mile that I think that Assassin's Creed Valhalla did to a certain degree, where like it, I think, more than 
<laughs> not not to the same level as Red Dead Redemption 2, but like more than most open world games, it feel like when you play through the game, the world feels like it's evolving mm-hmm. as you're playing through the game and your and your actions, whether it be something very simple like uh you know, you uh you find a you know, one of the side quests or like interactions that you do is like you find this cat and then you decide to take the cat with you and then for the rest of the game the cat's just chilling on your boat and you know it's just like a little a little cat oh, chilling on your boat assassin's creed and, might be my new game of the year i gotta play this game but like <laughs> the thing is i was like it's like hidden it's like hidden like under this backside compartment but it's it's just chilling there and that's that's where it's at for the rest of the game for the rest of the game and like it just make like small things like that that make the world feel like it's changing and it's and it's evolving uh, which is really really cool. It's, uh, it's also... funny with that, with Valhalla though. Like I I say this all the time, but I've been playing it quite a bit, and it took me like a good twenty hours until I hit this point where I'm like, you know what? I think I actually like the game now. You know, and really? then I like started playing it, but I actually really like the game now though. Mm. And um, it's kind of like you said. I agree. Like there's so many unique spots on that map that are, the game's gorgeous. I mean, I'm playing on yeah, Series the X, and, and like there's like everywhere I go, I'm like, like Ghost of Tsushima definitely like. We have yellow flowers over here. We have, you know, but like everything kind of looked the same. Whereas, like this game has like definitely unique spots and destinations. Um, yeah, I, I got a cyberpunk took over my life, so I'm like 50 hours into Assassin's Creed. I just stopped. But that game's like another game. Like it's like it's not grindy, but you got to fucking. It takes a while to to get yeah. yourself up. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people uh, get uh, feel uh, fatigued about like kind of like the same uh, repetitiveness that the assassin's creed franchise has like oh do this do that this is what assassin's creed is but there are legitimate moments in that game that really surprised me um a lot of the boss fights in the game are legitimately really really good in my opinion um it's uh it's a really great game really really great game um i uh i think it's the like you know i'm i'm a purist when it comes to assassin's creed where i wish it was the more like stealth action adventure that it used to be but as you know with the route that it's going on with it being an rpg i do think that Valhalla is far and away like the new like example that 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 franchise needs to look at moving forward um you know cuz uh, Odyssey was not what i wanted <laughs> in an Assassin's Creed game it, it played more like kind of like The Witcher and things like that um and then Origins was great but like Valhalla just you know even looking back at like the comparisons between Origins which i really really liked at the time to Valhalla Valhalla like i still think uh, outclasses it uh relatively in a relative relative uh, relatively significant manner so um uh it's it, you know it's a great game um and then what was, what was my number five you're, you're kind of selling me on valhalla because todd's been like it's not secretly but like todd texts me often about valhalla and he's kind of like i have a love hate thing with this blah blah blah. but like he, him saying stuff about it is like oh maybe i should make this my next game because i do have it but I was like committed to Yakuza because I wanted to. I wanted to try to finish it in December, but time just got away from me. Um, but now that I've wrapped Yakuza and I'm a, hopefully going to finish Age of Calamity this weekend, um, like I have yeah. room to pick like my next more focused thing. And it, I don't know. Like I, I kind of might at this point want to wait for Cyberpunk. Like I'm not. I'm not like that far into the game. I'm not hooked into the game yet and I want to give it a fair shot. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll just wait for the next gen update to like really try to enjoy it. Not that I'm having many issues on the series X. Like I've had a few random like things, but nothing game breaking or anything. Um, so maybe, maybe Valhalla will be, will be what I, 
jump into next because you're kind of selling me on it here. Yeah, and um, I think that, uh, you know, I know that, you know, again, like not, not trying to get into this uh, ongoing discussion that we have, Brennan, but like I think it's like my favorite open world game since Red Dead 2. Like, Interesting. Okay. It's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I, and I still haven't finished it. Like, you know, I put in like 70 hours. And granted, I was like, at first, I was trying to kind of do everything because that's what I like to do in the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to do. Uh, and, uh, but the thing is, is that like, it's one of those things where it's one of those rare open world games where I don't feel like the, the things that I don't want to do aren't particularly not like unrewarding. It's just like not my priority, if that makes sense. And then, so there'll be like, depending on what you want to experience in an open world game, there's like a priority. Like, you know, there's, so like for me, I care more about, you know, outside getting the viewpoints, like I want to um, find all of the materials I need to upgrade stuff, which you don't particularly need to do, but like uh, as much um, as previous games. But then there's also like, special bo- like bosses around the map uh vikings of legend um that yeah, you find you gotta, like you can upgrade your like whole area too so like you start off yeah area, yeah you upgrading can, like, upgrade your upgrade shops yeah. and everything and yeah so upgrading you, your settlement like, um uh legendary animals that you hunt and again these the boss fights are like legitimately really great like they remind me uh somewhat of like a little bit of dark souls and a little bit of like the first boss fight in um no, I wouldn't say to that deg- to that degree, but just like it kind of gives me like it does give me some God of War vibes, you know. Granted, no, it is that, if you go in under ranked into like a fight with a, like it can be extremely tough because I fought like that giant blue dude for so long. Because yeah, exactly. I, that wasn't I, that a good he, fight, though. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Really, Those really fights great. Were great. Fight. Yeah, yeah, no, and but like I I'm an idiot and I wasn't paying attention to like what I needed to be and I was like the lowest rank possible. I'm like I can't believe I even got to this guy right now with this rank, you know. Then I just went back out, did a couple of missions, came back, and I'm like, okay, this guy's easy now. But yeah, no, the boss fights are great. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it's definitely like, growing like, on me quite a bit. Legitimately really, really good. And again, like, they just kind of, like, add some of the best parts of, like, uh, they do add some, like, the things that were great about Odyssey, like, kind of like the Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system into uh, Valhalla, but in a smaller, more uh, intimate way that, like, makes it more a much more compelling um, and uh, challenging for the better. It's It's really, really great. Really great game overall um what was my number five? Oh, and then number five is demon souls uh i've been uh playing uh streaming all of it and it's my first souls like um and i'm really really enjoying it it's just genuine fun uh i Do don't you know think how much I'm it's like... eating away at me that you're like everyone keeps on talking about this and i can't get a PS- PS5. i'm trying to get a ps5 <laughs> i've been trying so hard i want to play it so bad and I just, oh man I, I think i watched you play it one night and i was like oh my god this game looks fucking incredible and I'm just, <laughs> yeah uh, it's me uh, it makes me so sad i've been trying I, I have so many alerts on my phone just please give me a ps5 <laughs> it's yeah it's I still have I still have like no rush to get a PS5. Oh, I need it. I need it. Yeah, it, it, it's great. Um, it's getting to the point though. Like, I do have my issues with it. Like, it, you, there are sometimes where you have to like kind of grind and get healing items. There's like this one boss that like is so specific in what you need to do, but not in a good way. It's just like yeah. n- so you just die over and over again, and not like a way that feels fair. Um, but it's still overall like a really good game that I enjoyed and just genuine fun. I'm not like blown away by like the souls, like su- the souls, like subgenre. but, um, like, honestly, I, th- cause the thing is, is like, I feel like if I 
kind of went into Sekiro in a similar way. Like, I think that if I went back to Sekiro, even though Sekiro wasn't on my top 10 years, last year, the, like, I think Sekiro's the one game of, of 2019 where, like, I feel stupid for not putting it on my top 10. Like, I think that, like, the more over Did you time, make it I've far played... in it, though? Because I think that game's no. incredible. I think it's incredible. But, like, yeah. I just can't even get past the fucking boss. Like, I beat, like, yeah, three it's bosses. And really, it's it's so really hard. hard. But, like, it's yeah. so much fun. Like, I remember, oh, no, like... great. I still vividly remember fighting, like, the, the general on the horse. Yeah. And that was, like, such a great boss fight. And I, I really loved it. But, so, you know, I feel like that if I did go back to to Sekiro and like if I could like rearrange my 2019 list it would probably be in my top five similar to how Demon Souls is for me this year because I think overall I do like Sekiro more than Demon Souls but like um Demon Souls is still great and I I really do want to go back to Sekiro sometime this year like on stream and like play through the rest of it because it's it's a really great game that puts um, you yeah, at, that are, puts you at five right yeah that's my five those are the top five things solid your your list on dual shockers will be your 10 for the year though or no yeah it's my 10 for the year so if you want to like, know you know, what cam's other five are you definitely need to check out his article when it drops on monday you said no it's already out it's already oh out. it's already out i think no said no, no no i think dual shockers game of the year and like the game of the year conversation and stuff like that it comes on is, monday com- comes out on monday gotcha yeah no. so um i feel but, like you, uh, oh, no, never mind. I but i just like that. just just like just uh you know not to go in to vast detail like uh my other my other games like not in order but like uh that are like in that six through ten slot um ghost runner uh is great uh yakuza is great um i'm trying to think about what else there is uh last of uh, us ghost, ghost of tsushima ori in the blind forest and uh, the will of the west i'm sorry and uh yeah the last of us <laughs> a game that <laughs> i would never expected to be on my top 10 um but it is uh and um it's uh yeah so those are the other games in not in that order exact order but those are like my top 10 games there so if if you want to give me that give me that last of us fucking multiplayer right now how like Mm -hmm. if we get a ps5s and like cam do you ever play the the original last of us multiplayer no oh it's pretty good it's not bad it's It's pretty good good. uh if you want to know why cam is shocked that last of us part two is in his top 10 you can listen to the last either last we have a last of us one and last of us two spoiler cast from from earlier in 2020 cam is on both of them and you can figure out why he is shocked that last of us part two is on his top 10 um is before we move on to the last thing is there any is there like a like a biggest disappointment for you of 2020 game wise or anything or no is there something you were like super excited for and it just didn't live up probably say doom eternal okay i had this conversation uh during the dual shockers podcast and it's like one of those things where like lo- like uh my buddy logan and uh specifically was like really passionate about doom eternal and he says like he like i kept on telling him like i don't like the level design and he's like it's not much different from 2016 i'm like but it is though and he's like but it's not and I'm like oh it's way what? different and i'm just like well i don't know what to tell you like i just it's just isn't what i wanted to do in a doom game like it, it was one of those things like i played it i finished it i was like it was like well that well that was one of the most disappointing bees i've played in a while like it's a good game but what it, it just did not it wasn't what i wanted i don't think it particularly met my expectations um but i still had fun with it you know like see i have it, an unpopular it, opinion i didn't like 
2016. I stopped halfway through for some reason. I just couldn't get through it. And then I oh, really man. enjoyed this one. I think it was, I don't, I didn't, this isn't really a Doom game. Doom Eternal is like more of like catering to this generation of like super fast, jump everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. And it just, it worked for me though. Like the mechanics of the game, I really enjoyed the weapons and the mechanics. So like yeah. I had a good time with it, but I forgot about it more as the year went on with all the other games that came out this year. Yeah. And I definitely think, I definitely think that the, uh, I definitely think that the mechanics and stuff are, a, are an improvement to the original, obviously. Um, but I do think as well that uh, there was like, like it, it teaches you all these rules and then you and then you get to the marauder and the marauder is like the antithesis of all oh, the rules God, that you were yeah. taught right, leading exactly. up to that uh, leading up to that demon and it's just like and that's like to me bad like that's just like no, no. don't teach that, me all these that, it's, not, it's not even that it's hard it's not even, it's like no you taught me these that. rules and then this guy is like fuck your rules and <laughs> right. do something else and it's like no that doesn't make sense to me so yeah i get I that get it, I, I so i I think I talked about this before on the podcast, but I'll I'll just briefly mention it here is 2020, just like 2019, I tried so hard. Like 2019, I kept way more of a focus on <laughs> on like fin- rolling credits on games because I'm I was very bad about just like playing so many games but not finishing a lot of games. So I, I held myself accountable in that way, and I did the same thing last year, and I plan on doing the same thing this year. But in 20 last year. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to play games that normally aren't in my wheelhouse, too. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I love JRPGs, but, like, that's not something that was on my radar, necessarily. And, you know, same thing with The Last of Us and things like that. That's insane to me, but I get you. I'm a JRPG <laughs> guy, so, like, I'm like, but that's insane. Like, I know. Like, the remake of one of, like, the most iconic JRPG ever made. Eh, whatever. So it's just like... <laughs> the, the, thing with, the thing with me is, like, I love JRPGs, but, like... Final Fantasy as a franchise is such a blind spot. Like I've played so little Final Fantasy games, which is like kind of crazy, I think, uh, in general. But uh, same, same thing with me and Dragon Quest. You know, I haven't yeah. played Dragon Quest. Yeah, I mean, Dragon. I, I actually, I I've, I've, I haven't finished more Dragon Quest games, but I've played more Dragon Quest games than I've played Final Fantasy games. Um, yeah, because that's the thing with me. Like I've played a lot of JRPGs, but I have not finished a whole lot of JRPGs. Yes, like, yes. you know what I mean. Uh, um, like there's a lot of fun like there's a lot of final fantasy games i've played but i have not fin- i've only finished like maybe a third of those that i've played because either like i don't like i didn't actually own the game i was young blah 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 but uh but that's one of my goals for this year is like once i get that analog pocket i'm gonna get like the first six final fantasy games uh i don't know if i want to play one because i played one relatively recently but i want to play through like I want to like literally be able to say I have played and finished every Final Fantasy game, like that, mainline. That's least. pretty cool. I so finishing Final Fantasy VII remake this year and then finishing Seven original. That is, uh, if I'm remembering <laughs> properly, that is me finishing my third and fourth Final Fantasy game ever. Uh, or the other two, Crystal Chronicles, 15, which 15. I love. I, I never finished fifteen. Uh, oh my god, Crystal Chronicles, which I love. Uh, on the GameCube, uh, I'm so sad the port is uh, allegedly garbage because I was so excited for that, and it's apparently really yeah. bad. Um, yeah. And then Final Fantasy Tactics on the Game Boy Advance, I fucking love that game, which is not a traditional Final Fantasy game; it's a uh, like a Fire Emblem type game. It's a. Did you play um, Tactics Advance? Which is because technically a sequel, right? Uh, I played. Final... Or War of the Lions or whatever? I did not play War of the Lions. I played That's on Vita, you know that, right? I've played Final Fantasy 
I believe it's called Tactics, or maybe it's called Tactics yeah, A1 or something. I don't tactics know. Sounds right. Yeah, Tactics is the first one, but you know that there's a sequel on um, on Vita. Yeah, but then I'd have to play my Vita, and I just don't want to do that. Bro. If but I, you really like it. You I know. Really I, like I, it. I do really like it, but the, th- <laughs> but the thing is is that, I mean, Fire Emblem's better. Also, there's... Oh, I can't really respond. Oh, here's the thing. I'm not going to get mad at that, because one of my favorite games of all time is Fire, Fire Emblem yeah. Awakening. But they are kind of different, like, though. They are kind of different, though, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics, for me, is actually a little bit closer to Disgaea, which I like Disgaea, uh, but I never finished a Disgaea game. Okay, so War of the Lions is the remake to Tactics. Um, then there's uh, Final is there Fantasy A2? Tactics. Is there A2? Yeah, A2 was... Uh, DS. The, Threequel, and that was on the DS. Okay. I actually have that. I think. I think I may have also played it, but I definitely didn't finish it. Um, but this is all really roundabout way to to say that I tried to play Doom Eternal this year and I couldn't finish it. So screw Doom I mean, Eternal. You get, it's just hard to be good at games. I guess. I'm a fake gamer. I'm a fake gamer. That's just kind of how we how we roll around here. But okay, yeah, so I, I you don't have it. Oh yeah. I don't have it. I have the sequel and threequel of uh, of Crystal Chronicles, though. I okay. have uh, Echoes of Echoes of Fate and Echoes of Time, or Rings of Fate and Echoes of Time. Mm-hmm. So for Crystal Chronicles, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, this was all a, a really roundabout way of saying I I tried <laughs> to play Doom Eternal this year, and I got I don't know maybe a, a quarter of the way through the game. But I think I was just having a very non uh, normal situation where the game continued to crash and kept booting me to the menu of my xbox and this happened no joke at least like 20 times and then i just said yeah cool i'm good with trying to finish this game and i don't know why it was doing that like it's on game pass i i don't i I googled if other people were having this issue and i didn't really come across anything so i just decided i'm gonna spend my time elsewhere because i had to redo missions a bunch and i'm like i'm i'm done with this game um so the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we wrapped things up this evening was we're at the beginning of 2021 and going into this year, uh, I was aware of a lot of the Nintendo anniversaries that are this year, but uh, there is actually a lot of gaming related anniversaries this year. Um And I kind of just want to, you know, we can just kind of go through the list and, and and see if there's anything you think we can expect or anything that anyone would hope that we get. Uh, and I'll just go down the list here that I have. Um, so we have. I'll bang out the Nintendo ones quickly because I know that Mike, Mike, and Todd. What? I was just going to say, you can just say we're definitely getting a. There's no way we're not getting a Metroid trilogy remake or whatever for fucking the anniversary. I don't think we're going to see any. Is that not? There's not going to be a new Metroid game for a long time. Uh, they're definitely Metroid Prime have- Four is is definitely not coming out anytime soon. But I I think there's potential for a, a maybe a new 2D game. That'd be great. I'll um, take that But I know that I know that we had recently on an episode talked about the Nintendo specific anniversaries. So I'll just kind of if Cam has anything to add to either Metroid, which will be celebrating its 35th anniversary, uh, Zelda, which will also be celebrating its 35th anniversary, or Pokemon, which will be celebrating its 25th anniversary. I don't know if any of those you think are things we can expect to see or anything you'd hope to see from those three franchises. 
Uh, yeah. So with, I mean, with Metroid, like, I don't think we're gonna, we're not getting Metroid Prime Four this year. No way. No, so, no way. And there, and there are like rumors that there's gonna be a new 2D Metroid, like a brand new one, not mm-hmm. a remake, not a whatever. It's, it's, or it's gonna be a brand new one. And if that is the case, cool, I guess. Uh, I would rather have the like, and I, and I said this when um, I think uh, I don't know if. Brendan did it on the past the controller uh, Twitter account, or if it was his own Twitter account. But like, when it comes to these anniversaries, I want ports. I want ports more than anything, because like, especially on the, with the Nintendo Switch, like the Nintendo Switch is feels like the port machine, the, baby. The, like it feels, yeah, it feels like the the first console in a while where we're going to we're going to see like the next iterations of Nintendo consoles in my opinion, I think, for a while to be able to play Switch games. Like, it's gonna, whether it be backwards compatible or whatever, maybe you're gonna be able to play Switch games on those systems. So I want to, I really hope that they invest, like, they invest in that by bringing, like, not like, like, you know, for Metroid, for example, like, Super Metroid, because that's going to be on like their the SNES Classic, but like, right. Metroid Fusion and like, the, the ones that are more recent uh mm. for lack of a better term yeah you got federation for us get that over here <laughs> uh game boy advance game but like those games uh so more people can play them um and then there's you know and like with zelda like granted i can only play so many of the three i can only play when we wind waker and breath of the wild when it comes to the 3d ones but all the 2d ones I would love, like, I want to play. Like, give me all of them. Give me all of them, and I'll play them all. So the Zelda thing for me is, like, I look at what they did for Mario, and it makes me nervous that they're not going to do much for Zelda. Yeah, right. You got me nervous when we talked about that. I know. Because I I want a link to the past, like, remake. Just give me something. Yeah. And anything like that would be cool. I I mean, there's, you know, there's, like, 15-plus Zelda games. Obviously, there's a lot of Mario games, too. But, like... They could, and I would gladly spend the money, like, give us a 3D collection and give us a, a, a top-down 2D collection. Like, give, give us both of those. I'll buy them both, and I'll gladly, like, play those games again. Um, yeah, like, like, realistically, like, if I had to, like, pick, like, oh, what are the games I'd want ported? If we're, like, limited to, like, three, let's just say. If we're limited to, like, three games, I would want the both Oracle games and Minish Cap. Because yeah. those are the games that, like... You know, like at the very least, Zelda and Link to the Past are available on Switch if you have the NES, SNES collection. Mm-hmm. Like, I can play those. Um, you know, granted, like, it's not a physical version, which I would like because Nintendo is, you know, I can't trust Nintendo. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least it's something. While, like, these Oracle games and Minish Cap, like, haven't been you know, released since the original Game Boy Advance release or Game Boy Color for Oracle, I think. Um, yeah, Oracle that, never I got... I that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Oracle made it onto a virtual console anywhere. I could be wrong. Yeah. but I think it might be on Wii U, if anything. Oh, but maybe, yeah. I think I think Oracles and uh, Minish Cap are on Wii U, but, like, that's not good enough. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, um, like, the Oracle games... Like, so, some of the Game Boy games, I can see them you know, not making the cut for some sort of collection or re-release or something. Uh, yeah. But I feel like Minish Cap is a game that so many people hold high regard for. And it's like one of the few Zelda games that I personally never finished. 
Um, I very, yeah. I, I basically didn't play it. I played, I, I never had it when it came out on Game Boy Advance. I had, I had got a 3DS when it first came out, and the 3DS did so poorly. I don't know if anyone remembers this. I think Mike might have also been included in this. Um, the 3DS did so poorly when it first came out that as a way to like boost people buying it, or kind of as a, th- and also as a thank you to people who did opt into it early if you had oh, purchased yeah. it in like the first year maybe the first like eight months or something they uh some they gave you they were basically part of the ambassador program or something like that where they gave you 20 free games uh 10 of them holy shit 10 of them so all of them were old games they were like nes games game boy games, whatever 10 of them were only available if you were an ambassador so like I believe like Metroid Fusion, I have on my 3DS, which you can't purchase. You can only get it if you're an ambassador. Yeah. Minish Cap. Damn. Uh, I think a Wario Land game. There's there's ten games. That's such that a you... fucking Nintendo ass move, man. I don't like, care because it's oh, like I it, that's such a Nintendo ass move. I know, but <laughs> it really I, is. So I, with, I I some of their decisions are stupid. With this specific one, I I mean I kind of get it because when the 3DS came out there was not a lot of games there and it didn't perform well and it was expensive. So, I mean, you, I, I mean, maybe I'd be madder if I was on the other side of it, but I had one. So I have those games and I will never get rid of my three DS for that reason. Cause I have 10 games that you literally can't get otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think Minish, I think Minish cap would benefit from getting re-released on the switch in some way. I think it would have a, a, a bigger audience. Well, obviously, we'd have a bigger audience, but I, I think there would be more okay. people that would discover it and be like, "Oh, this game's actually amazing." So, fun fact: or- the Oracle games are on 3DS. Okay, you can buy them digitally on 3DS. You know what? Uh, I, I actually I may have known that. So, so, but even so, like that, those would be nice. Again, Minish Cap would be nice. Um, that means that they between, do have. That means that a they Link between worlds would be nice. Yeah, but that at least means they have the ability of porting the Oracle games. You know what I mean? They're already there, so they they have the way of you know bringing those to the Switch in some function. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's more like yeah. For me, it's just uh, for me, it's all about the ports. Like port me as as many Zelda games, like two D Zelda games, preferably because again, uh, I can only play Wind Waker and uh, Breath of the Wild. But um, that'd be great. Metroid again. Give me the 2D Metroid games. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy, um, which I don't know. The more I think about about it, the more I like. Just feel like it's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I kind part of me in some ways, yeah. Part no, of me just, I think just, there's some gut feeling that I have that it's just not going to happen. I I can't remember if I read it somewhere or if I saw heard someone mention it on a podcast that I was listening to, but I wouldn't be shocked if this is the truth behind it is that it's done and it's ready. The thing that I read or heard was basically saying that from what they heard, the Metro prime trilogy for switch is done, but it was initially supposed to be like timed with coming out near Metroid prime four. But because Metroid prime four is basically in development hell and got pushed back, they kind of just tabled the port because they want to keep them near each other to kind of like generate more interest in the franchise. So I could see that's that potentially a, being a possibility. Nintendo ass move, man. Right, well, we're right. done, <laughs> I get business, but like, I mean, yeah, at the same yeah. time, though, like you know, Metroid, Metroid has right. its fa- Metroid right. has its fans, but like, yeah, but those I, games never even sold well. Well, that's like, the thing is, I think they don't. I don't think they necessarily sold that well. So I think them trying to couple everything together is what makes sense. Um, yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. It's just one of those things, like. 
I don't know. I hope it's just like not too close to Metroid Prime Four. I because... think I think it would be more of like a they're going to come out in the same year, maybe, but not like months yeah, apart. Maybe. More like you know, here's Metroid Prime trilogy, and then six to ten months later, we get but Prime Four. Sitting, here's the thing: if they're sitting on that for that long, like I don't know that that just feels. I mean, it feels wrong even from a business standpoint. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't though. Look at Nintendo's 2020. They're they're still the Switch is the is the leading console seller for like 20 plus months at this point, and they've put out not a lot of games. You know what I mean? And Animal Crossing is a honestly, it's the only console you can even get at this point if you want to get a newer like. like, Yeah, you can. You know, you can look at Nintendo's 2020 release schedule and be like, yeah, it was pretty empty. But like, as a business, they still fucking did gangbusters no, it crushed it but it was insanely empty in, yeah in like what, what were even the games besides animal crossing? uh i mean yeah. animal crossing pipe mario mario hd remasters age of it's calamity not, pikmin 3 it's not bad though it's not that's terrible not like it's, it's not terrible it's not terrible like it's just it's not great Nintendo, but it's not terrible like, yeah 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 i mean this year already like i mean <laughs> 3D World is, I'm much more excited for 3D World than any of those games, let me tell you that. Yeah, 3D World is going to be real real good. Shreds, man. I am so excited. I was telling telling Brendan, like, because, you know, uh, I got this shirt in the mail. And from the it was from Nintendo. Uh, it's like official. Like they're doing a ten T-shirt collection, and there's like one for every two D and three D Mario game. I I think at the very least, the only the only uh, thing that I'm not sure is which I didn't talk to Brendan about because they've announced seven of them, and it's it's basically been uh, from Super Mario Bros up to uh, Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But now there's only three shirts left, and we know two of them are going to be three D World and uh, Odyssey. So is that is that last slot going to be Galaxy Two or 3D Land? I think it's gonna be just maybe another 35th anniversary shirt and not a game specific one because okay. if if you look at the like the mug which it has like official art for all of these games, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like it's just gonna end yeah. up being a a 35th anniversary shirt and not a game specific yeah. one. Um, yeah. And- and see, I bought yeah. So I bought the Super Mario three shirt because that's, in my opinion, the best two D Mario game. Um, and yep. then, and then <laughs> Mario three. Super I love Mario three. No, Mario Super, 3. Mario, Super yeah. Mario World. Wait, what game? Mario two. Two. Did you say Mario two? <laughs> wow. I have a, oh, oh, I have oh like you're special, joking. No, I have a special. It's not my favorite, but I, I, it's like a very special. Like that was. I played one. I'm, I'm old, so I like I had the original. Uh, that's fair. And, that's fair. And, but, you grew but up two with to it. me was like, yeah, like two to me was like, but. Uh, obviously three, but I think Super Mario NES was my favorite. Probably Mario, if I had to pick any of them. The first yeah, game, Super, the first one. Yeah, the first yes, one. the first one. Yeah, what was the second? Yeah, one? Mario two. Is this, what, do you, what was the second one? Mario no, 2. no, no. I'm talking about the Super Nintendo one. The, oh, uh, Mario World. Oh, Mario that's World, Mario. Yes. Wait, was I thought three was the first NES? Uh, SNES. No, three was was an NES. Oh, the game. last NES. Okay, which is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's Super Mario um, World, which is highly regarded as the best. But then I told, but I, yeah, so I got the Mario 3 shirt, um, but then I told, you know, uh, I told Brennan, like, because I'm not a huge Mario fan. I like Mario. There are things I love about Mario, but I'm not, like, the biggest fan. Um, but, like, when it, if, when that 3D World shirt gets announced and it's online, I'm probably going to buy two of them because we hardly get 3D World merch or, like, in general. What are they selling? And, I'm, 
and we're getting an official shirt from Nintendo on the Nintendo's gonna, website. Oh, on Nintendo's website, I'm gonna buy two. So when the first one eventually gets raggedy, I have a brand new one, fresh ready. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not playing around. That's how much I love 3D World. I like, mean, I'm so excited. I, I love Mario and I love cats, and it's like I get there's no Mario cat shit. The, are you kidding me that we get a fucking Peach and Mario cat amiibo this year? I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I, literally, like outside of the. 30th anniversary ones I just got because I wanted those. Like, the Cap and Peach Mario are the first two Mario Amiibos I'm buying because, I again, I love 3D World. I'm like, give me more 3D World shit. It's so good. Ugh. Imagine they announced a 3D World sequel. That's what all I oh, want. Like, I, all three of us would be the happiest people in the world. I know. I know. Like, they wouldn't I mean, do, do it. No, they, they've got to because... Yeah, actually, I you, want them to. you know, you know what is well, that like? See how well this one does, and then go from there. It's you know it's on, like, it's honestly coming before Odyssey too. You I, think that's coming before Odyssey? I, too? I'll tell I I'll tell you right now. I will tell you right fucking now. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this my official take. <laughs> Prediction right, right now. Okay. By the I'm end so of the Switch's life cycle, yeah, 3D World is going to outsell Odyssey. 100% by the I'm end of the switch like cycle because so many people do not didn't, no didn't play this game, game on the man. Wii U and it's such no, a good fucking game it's easily it's one of the best Mario games if not the best Mario game and nobody fucking played it and they're implementing a yep. crazy deep like multiplayer system to it so it's gonna yeah, yeah. that game's gonna be huge and like I yeah, no. I, I personally also love Odyssey and I think Odyssey's amazing but I think that 3D World is such a perfect platforming game that yes. when more yes. people are able to play that game that missed it on the wii u oh my god that thing is gonna sell incredibly well i don't understand well. the odyssey love i still don't understand it's, it it's no honestly so... you're crazy i i get why people like odyssey it's just not what i want from Amari. it was so i felt it was so generic minus like i get it like everything okay, about it's it, definitely oh, not generic no <laughs> like the generic. Ma- i thought like the map designs are so just like whatever no like, way it, like, I kind of get what I kind of get what you're saying from like the desert world I went I played at, but like it's a desert. Yeah. So, you no, know, I know. Give me. Are like, you kidding me right now? New Donk City, get the fuck out of here. New Donk City is so I good. Out of place there. So you know, good. It's never felt, yeah, no, it's fine. But I still it's, need. I still need to finish. I still need to finish Odyssey. Oh, but, you um, gotta finish Odyssey. It's so good. Yeah, I I, I will. I will. I agree. Like, again, like Mario that's, Odyssey's that's a nine a, out of ten because no Mario nipples. That's, that's another thing. <laughs> no, I would I, like Mario, no I, Mario nipples. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to like list it as another um like goal for this year, but it is like secretly a goal for me is to play through all the three D Mario games. Oh my god! Um, Please again, do because I really want to because I haven't played sixty four or Sunshine in super long time. Galaxy I played like four or five years ago sunshine um, i can't do it i can't fucking do it dude sunshine I, fucking shreds i'm sorry yeah, I, 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 no, like no no I'm, no I'm, I'm like, I, I, no i was watching i was watching twitch like some twitch streamers play it like, i don't want like, you to watch twitch. i want you to play it and, and i was just like good. and i was just like no this game's so good this game is so good i um, so, so when the 3d collection came out i beat 64 very quickly super happy and i was like i'm really excited because of these three games sunshine is like the one i haven't played in the longest because i've replayed 64 more recently and obviously galaxy came out after sunshine and i never replayed sunshine after gamecube so i was like super excited to like revisit the game so many people like the underdog of mario it's so good all the stuff and there's something 
about Sunshine to me that is so not a Mario game. And it feels like a non-Mario so so platformer. Weird. It feels I like oh, Crash Bandicoot. I, I, or it feels like, I, you know, Banjo. It feels like, actually, no, because Banjo feels like Mario. But it feels wait, like a not Mario. Don't ever give Crash Mario. Bandicoot, like, any kind of respect on oh, Mario we, we, games. We that's fucking ridiculous. No, Brendan, we, talk, we talked about this on during when we were ranking the 3D Mario games at DualShockers, DualShockers.com. But, like, the, the um, and, and it's one of those things that, like, it, it, it's why you don't like it, and it's why I do like it. And yeah. It's because like, no, and I get it's, that. It's because it's it's flood. It's it's the flood mechanic. Like it's not, not even the, the flood thing. It's not even flood. Well, real, finish just, your I point, just, and then I'll. I, I, just, I just feel like it adds like this this extra layer that makes it too. Because the thing with Mario games is like they keep the mechanics the same for the most part, like the base mechanics the same, but then they introduce like the suits and like mm-hmm. other like level design things that make it feel different each time so but for me but like when you with the flood it just makes it feel it, it kind of makes it feel like a, a different game in that sense which is why you even said like that's why we haven't seen something like flood since then because because of how much it kind of just didn't like work out and also like Part of that is also just because it was on the GameCube and the GameCube didn't exactly. sell super well. I, but like, I, still, like, um, I I really like it because of how different it is. No, and I I can definitely be in in that in that uh, on that wavelength of like, you know, I I appreciate when things try to be different and do different things or whatever and break the mold. But so after playing on Sunshine again on the collection. I think what stood out to me is Mario games, I think, in general, are some of, if not the best, controls. They are consistent across the series, and when you jump and move and run and do any other thing, it does what you want it to do. And if you die, it's because you made a mistake. Yeah. Sunshine is so frustratingly not that case. I felt like the controls for a Mario game were so inconsistent and not as tight. And I think that's why I don't like Sunshine. Because I feel like it's a bad Mario game. Not a. I, I, never, I feel like I never had those problems with the controls. And I, I that's the only game I played recently. Because the thing is, like, it's one of those things where, like, even though you don't experience it, that doesn't mean it's not there. Because, like, that's kind of like how it was with, like, me with, like, Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, oh, there's these, like, terrible animations. So, like, I did not experience that stuff when I played Mass, mm-hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda. So, like, but, like, that doesn't deny that it wasn't an issue. But, like, for me, like, yeah, I didn't really, re- I don't really remember those issues when I played uh, Mario Sunshine. But, like, I like I saw, like, all over, tw- like, Twitter, people, like, posting about, like certain things that they're doing to Mario Sunshine. It's just not as polished of a game. Yeah. Like it, it just and, and, and that's, that's what not... it is for me. It's the polish. Because, like, for Mario, it's like, I like I want other games to strive to be Mario. Because if you can nail what Mario is on, on a mechanic standpoint, you have the baseline to make a great game. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, where Sunshine is, like, you know, based off my memory, obviously it might change once I replay through the game. After 3D World, it's my favorite... 3d mario game Mm -hmm. but like you know i don't think it is the second best 3d mario game like objectively like you know i i like it it obviously isn't um but for me just like the things i really like about it make it stand out that like those issues don't really 
matter to me like you know but that doesn't mean that it's that they're not there um so so yeah i, to- I totally i totally get what you're saying brendan yeah so i i want to kind of quickly rifle through some of these other gaming anniversaries that we'll be hitting this year uh well we've already talked about pokemon but i know cam likes pokemon so for the 25th anniversary uh, of pokemon like what would be the ideal go, thing you'd want to see to. let's go johto let's go johto please what well, I, I i was so let down this last year when there were the rumors going about about let's go johto i was like i was so hyped i like I, you know, I, I wanted to get them anyway, but I bought like the, the Chikorita, Totodile, and Cyndaquil plushes over there. I was like, I was amped. I was so ready because, you know, like, in my opinion, Heart Gold, Soul Silver are the best remakes of all time. Like, they are the best remake, the best remake of any game. Like, better than um, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I think that Final Fantasy VII redes- redefines what a remake can be. But I think just like what whoa, for whoa, a whoa, remake. Resident Evil 2. Eh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just like I because 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 man, when Heart Gold Soul Silver came out, like you guys are a little bit older than me. I don't know how old Mike is, but uh, uh See, but Mike's, Brennan, Mike and I are the same age. Okay, y'all, yeah, you're a little bit older than me, but like I was in high school when Heart Gold Soul Silver came out, right? Everyone, ev- like literally, when I say everyone, everyone, you either saw them holding a DS Wait, or you saw them Heart Gold and Soul Silver come out. 2010, 2010. So we would have been in high school, Mike, right? What year was it again? 2010. No, you said you're in your 30s. I'm thir- I'm 26, dog. Oh yeah, so we were freshmen. You're no, yeah. you were probably in college. We, yeah, but we were if, 2010. We would have been like juniors in college. Yeah. I, I don't know what time is. Time is a weird <laughs> fucking anyway, thing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that would be, um, yeah. Everyone had DSs. Cam, Everyone, I, I, I love like, gold so and many silver. Had I never Poke played the Walkers, remake. Had the Pokewalkers. Dude, it's so good. Like, here's the thing. I personally, I, like, I think this subjectively and objectively, think that Pokemon Crystal is the best Pokemon game, period. I never played Crystal but, like, either. I played gold and silver. I just didn't play Crystal. It's, I mean, it's more or less the same. There's just... A little bit more added into it yeah. so i you know i but... usually never play the third game yellow is the only exception like i never played emerald i never played crystal i i had never played the third games of a generation fine i didn't play uh i actually unfortunately never played emerald uh which i really wanted to but i just i just it never happened because i'm a big fan of hoenn as well but yeah and um are you a sapphire I, or yeah. a ruby guy i wanted sapphire but when i got the game because the game came out around my birthday i remember and i had the money for it uh and i went to target like the day it came out and they were out of sapphire so i had to stick i was stuck with ruby i was mad about it and i still kind of am bitter about it today yeah but i did get i did get um uh, alpha sapphire when it came out but i mean it was that game was disappointing um but yeah um but yeah everyone had ds's everyone had pokey walkers like everyone was talking pokemon like it was crazy um i've never like i never seen it like it was like the last time i saw a game affect like society like that was pokemon go when pokemon go came out like Mm -hmm. it it was that wild to me um but uh would would a let's go remake be the thing you want though or would you want a traditional remake I, i would of course i would love in a traditional remake but here's the thing like pokemon is past the 2d era of 
where like you know ever since like pokemon went into 3d it just hasn't been particularly the same like i think that like the reason why like coliseum and xd gale of darkness like worked at the time was because they were like kind of disassociated from like the traditional pokemon format Mm -hmm. um but but you know ever since x and y um it, it just hasn't really uh been the same and i think that's a big reason why alpha sapphire and omega ruby like the hone remakes weren't that hot was because they were in 3d and not 2d um so like it's one of those things where like i i i, I uh, got let's go uh uh pikachu and eevee but i i actually haven't finished it yet um not per, for any particular reason as like i just haven't gotten to it um but like for that for, for what that game is like if that being johto like i'm okay with that like you know i i know that we're not gonna get another heart gold soul silver type game ever again like unless they ported if they ported heart gold soul silver like that'd be great mm-hmm. that'd be great i don't think that's ever going to happen but that'd be great uh, um, i mean it's possible i think heart gold and soul silver are on the 3ds so again like they they definitely no they're on the ds they're on the ds no but i think they put them on the vert like the, i think they put them on the eShop on the they, 3ds they put they put red blue gold silver crystal they put those five i think the versions I've... of gold and silver though are are the the remake versions uh no 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 i don't i don't, uh i don't think so because i know that like nate who you know from uh some good shows uh he uh oh, sorry they um they said that uh they played crystal for the first time they played it on 3ds like that was a few years ago hmm. um... but um but, but regardless like it, it, like in the reality of like what what i think can realistically happen um I would love, uh, you know, I would love to see, um, uh, let's go Johto. I would love, I mean, we're getting Pokemon snap too, or, you know, which is cool. I think we'll Um, see, I think we'll see a lot of Pokemon stuff next year, but the thing that I want more than anything in this world though, like outside of let's go Johto or like something Johto related Pokemon pinball, give us Pokemon pinball dog. I mean, for the anniversary year the spinoffs could flourish. They could give us Pokemon pinball. They're going to give us snap. They could probably give us, you know, if they want to do like a, like a battle dungeon or mystery dungeon or, you know, conquest type of game, like 2021 is the year for them to play around with Pokemon. If they want to give us, you know, non, because I I don't, I don't think we're getting next gen yet. I I think next gen is, you know, no, I I think we, I think think we'll get it on the switch. I just don't think it's this, this year. I think realistically, like what's going to happen is we're going to get Pokemon Snap. We might get a few other spinoffs, and we're gonna get the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Fuck, man! Pokemon Pinball. Oof. I want Pokemon Yo, Pinball so bad. Like I want Pokemon like, Pinball over anything. Like, yeah, like, I know. Todd, Todd hates Pokemon. <laughs> like, po- like Pokemon. Like Pokemon Snap. Like I love Pokemon Snap, but it does not be Pokemon Pinball for me. It does not. So I. And it's been. I think I so might long. agree with you, but I. So I love Pokemon Snap. I'm very, very nervous about this new Pokemon Snap game because I just don't see them doing enough with it. Like, I, I just don't... I, I'm just very nervous that they're not going to do enough with that formula that's going to make it a good game. Like, Pokemon Snap was good at the time because it was just different and fun and, you know, a great yeah. time. And I feel like if it's just not enough more added to the, the formula it's going to be a very disappointing game for me it might sell well because yeah. it's pokemon and it might do well because it's you know it's obviously geared towards 
a younger audience. But I think for me, as a as an older Pokemon fan, I might be a little let down if it's not more. Um, yeah, and it's one, it's just one of those things where like with specifically like Pokemon Pinball is that there's we're at eight generations now like it's it's been five generations since our the last entry mm. they can just have all of the pokemon there all of them and it, it would just it'd have so much replayability it would just ugh, it would be so good yeah it'd be so good um and it would be like it would justify a 60 dollar price point like yeah. i would pay 60 dollars for like a modern pokemon pinball with all the pokemon up to now in a heartbeat it, it, it'd like, be real good it'd be real good so the other thing with Pokemon Snap, a new one that makes me nervous too, and then we move on from Pokemon, is that like we're in the age now of really good photo modes in games. And it's like this is a game about taking photos. If it's not a good photo mode game, it's gonna be very disappointing. Because yeah. like so many games now, it's no, like it's gonna be trash. I saw the trailer. No, <laughs> Shut the fuck on, up, Todd. I hate it. you so much. No, for real though. There's uh, no way. Um, but I, I spent more time doing anything other than taking photos in Spider-Man PS4 than doing anything else in that game that I was having so much fun taking photos in that game. And see, for me, I, I'm not a big photo guy. Like, like I, I did photo mode in Spider-Man PS4 just a little bit. And then like, that's basically the extent of my photo mode mm-hmm. experience. Like it's cool. Like I appreciate seeing people take those photos, but for me, it's just like, I would rather be playing a game. Yeah. And, and I know. get that too. The, the thing that makes photo mode alluring to me and I'm, I'm sure this is the, the, the same mindset as a lot of people and why it's a, a popular addition to games now is that because modern consoles have integration with social media and it's like I can take this picture and then upload it so I have it on my phone and I can share it or whatever, It I think it makes – because like if it didn't have that functionality, I think I'd be way less interested in like taking a cool picture. Um, but anyways – so and i will say i will say one last thing that i would love for them to happen uh for them to do but i don't think it's going to happen are ports of coliseum and xd gale of darkness i think i would love th- that i think those are like the most unrealistic unfortunately yeah i think those are the most unrealistic especially because they're like focused on a specific generation unfortunately yeah um but i god i want that so bad i think we're even past the point unfortunately of them even like making a new you know pokemon know. stadium I want, like, I want, no, well, it's not even Pokemon Stadium, like, it's, I want a new game that's, like, it's a Pokemon game, but it's not like you're getting badges, it's, like, a completely different adventure. Yeah. Because those were great games. Those were really great games. I think, I think there is room for them to do other types of Pokemon stories on the Switch. If they ever do them, who knows? But I think, I think that they would... I, th- I honestly think that would be the way to t- appease some of the older fans who feel like Sword and Shield was not what they wanted, would be to do a different type of story in that 3D space. See, that's interesting, too, because for me, like, sh- like as someone who is kind of like that, like, um, I think that Pokemon wasn't the same after Gen 3, um, is that Sword and Shield is probably my favorite generation of just games, not particularly Pokemon, but just like games since fourth gen, probably like Sinnoh. I, I, I like Sword and Shield. I mean, I, it, it makes me very hopeful for the next Pokemon game. Um, mm. You know, I God, it, make better starters. Like the start, like just as a whole, like as a collective, like the starters since like Gen 5 have been 
very like over overall like uh, there are definitely some standouts yeah um, yeah just overall have yeah, been, like, i just want to say one really thing. I was weak. literally logan was wrestling a little bit so i had to go step away for a second but i heard people complimenting sword and shield and i started getting all defensive as i was in there with my headset on <laughs> <Shut> up, <Tom. laughs> listen i, I yeah y- yes there's a nostalgia at play because it's pokemon and i love pokemon so i'm, I'm gonna and here's uh, oh, so sorry. There's just, uh, before I forget, here's one thing, two things technically that I think that are like, you can cash to the bank that it's going to happen this year. We're going to get Detective Pikachu on Switch because mm-hmm. they said it's coming to Switch. Isn't there and a we're sequel get too? The, and we're getting the sequel. Yeah. And we're getting the sequel. Those are definitely going to happen th- uh, this year. I can see them teasing a Pokemon movie as well, whether it's a Detective Pikachu cinematic movie or some other thing i can see them teasing like there's going to be a lot of non-gaming pokemon stuff there's going to be just a lot of pokemon shit this year um a lot of i hope there's a lot of good merch that's what i'm excited for i hope there's like some good fucking you know shirts and whatnot because i have a i have a really nice pokemon 20th anniversary t-shirt that i love um so i'm hoping that there's like some cool cool merchandise for for that um that they they sell at the pokemon center like a giant lapras I really want it because you know because we talked about this before like lapras is one of my favorite pokemons like mm-hmm. it's it's probably my favorite kanto pokemon like uh, out of all of kanto it's my favorite pokemon i thought i wrote it i thought i wrote it down uh <laughs> if Tom, if 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 cam had to pick his six from what he said the other night it would be and this is excluding legendaries total dial lapras kingdra alakazam poly uh flygon and rowlet if it included yep. legendaries, he'd bump off Rowlet and Flygon and add Lugia and Ente. Yep. It's not a bad, not a bad lineup. Mike, do you have a yep. a, a six that you'd be rolling with if you were a, a real life Pokemon trainer? Yeah. So I get War Greymon. I would get Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Moochie. People love Moochie. That was his name, right? From uh, Monster Rancher. Yeah. Monster I believe Rancher. so. And. uh... Moochie was like the pink, the pink guy with like the. Akamaru. Yeah, yeah, that's Moochie. Akamaru. Why can't I place him somewhere? The dog from Naruto. Oh. While, oh. while, my... <laughs> while Mike's thinking, I, I just want to get my top five. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Is it Grookey? What was the guy from this most recent one? Grookey? Yeah, Grookey. And then four of those ice cream cones fill out the top, my top five. <laughs> You're an idiot. I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, what was my thing like called? But, vanilla ice or something. But here's vanilla here's cone. The thing I think? To, yeah, something like that. But here's the thing to clarify: like for Totodile and Rowlet, I wouldn't evolve them. They would just be like base oh, yeah. level, base version. They would never evolve because I love them so much. They're so cute. Mike, who who would be the Pokemon that you'd want to be like your companion that would follow you around, not in a Pokeball? Um, for me, it's Litten, a non-evolved Litten. That would be mine. Yeah, or Sylveon, Litten or Sylveon. I I honestly don't know. I know when I was younger, back when there was the, back when Pokemon originally came out, my two favorite Pokemon were Mr. Mime and um, Porygon. Mr. Mime, really? Okay. Yeah. So it'd probably be one of those. Interesting. All right. I I fuck with it. Um. Okay. There's a reason why he was in fucking Detective Pikachu. He's a fucking fan favorite. Right, Mike? I don't know. He's a fan favorite. He was fucking creepy in the detective. <laughs> and guess what? He was railing Ash's mom. Like, I mean, let's be honest with you're not. You're not wrong. Um, 
so <laughs> to kind of run through some of these other uh, anniversaries before we wrap things up, we have uh, obviously Donkey Kong, which I'm sure we'll probably see maybe, you know, an old game re-released or something. I don't think we'd see like DK64 maybe. Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Like, I can't believe they didn't port that with Tropical Freeze. Oh, I could see that getting ported. I mean, I'd love I to see a sequel in that Because I never played it. I never played it, so I was just like, I would love to see that get ported. They're both really good. Tropical Freeze is really hard. I never finished it. It's very it's difficult. It's so good, though. Uh, oh, it, really? It, I finished it, Tropical Freeze. It's... I, like, people were just like, oh, the, this game is, like, amazing, like, incredible platformer. And I was like, I... Like, it's good. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't, like, blown away. Like, people are saying, like, oh, the slow key, like, one of the best, like, mm. platformers ever. And I'm like, uh. Yeah, I, I don't hold it that high regard. I, I think that Donkey Kong Country games are just good platformers in general. Like, I think that they, they have, like, I don't think oh, yeah. from SNES until the games on, you know, 3DS and Wii and Wii U, I, I think those games don't miss. They're all very good I think games. people like them, too, because yeah. they're super challenging. And I think they kind of. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, first, the, the, the OG trilogy is now on, uh nintendo online which is awesome the yeah third one just came out yeah i've never played any of those so i'm really looking forward to playing they're those. all really good games and 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 they are they're like todd said they're they're definitely more challenging they're not like easy platforms up, though, i've been playing those with uh, liam recently and they definitely hold up still yeah they're they're fantastic um so i definitely think you can see something in those um sonic the hedgehog 30 years i feel like we will be let down with whatever they do sonic hero Sonic Hero. You think that's oh, what we'll please, get? Please, please. I want no. I just want Sonic Hero. Like port, like port Sonic Heroes. It's the one. It's the one Sonic game that I feel like. You know, we we've got like we like we can play like Sonic Adventure uh, two on Xbox and things like that, uh, which in my opinion is the best like three D Sonic game. But like Sonic Heroes is like right there. It's like right there in quality with with mm-hmm. two. I think the thing. Like I think honestly heroes is a better like from from the gameplay standpoint but like sonic 2 has the chow gardens which makes it oh like pass it but like sonic heroes is just so good it's such a great game um it's so good i i I, I want that to be ported really bad i'm actually shocked especially with like the popularity of especially in more recent years, like the popularity of, you know, games like Stardew and, and, you know, obviously stuff like the Sims, but obviously animal crossing now too, like popular games like that, that they just haven't made a chow garden game. And maybe there is a mobile game that I'm just not aware of, but like the fact that they haven't made like a chow garden game is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. And also uh, another game that I would like, uh, or another thing I'd like to see from Sonic uh, is uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, uh, I would love, a reboot or some sort of thing or honestly just a port of the original sonic riders like sonic riders is legitimately like the first one is legitimately like a great game like in my opinion it i in my opinion i think it's legitimately great um so it's it it doesn't i don't think it should be compared to mario kart because i know that like a lot of people like that's what they compared it to it's literally like no you got to do tricks to get to gain your speed you got to like know what you're doing in that game to actually like do well mm-hmm. uh for most of the point it's and like the the tracks were really cool like this there was an actual story that like somewhat made sense with with the characters that were introduced and things like that uh jet wave and storm i believe their names were um and yeah just really 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 uh underrated game in my opinion yeah for for me i i think i think my expectations are very low 
gaming wise for what they're going to do for Sonic's 30th anniversary. Uh, so, I mean, they have very, a very, very small hill to climb to impress me or get me excited in any way. Is there anything you'd want to see, Mike or Todd? Uh, no, I have sensible yeah. expectations. So, I mean, it's like fuck <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I have low expectations. I don't expect anything, especially how they handled the Mario thing. What if so, we got a Sonic Mania too? I that, I, I think that would be the best thing they could do. But that'd be cool. I, I feel like that's realistic. I I recently bought because I st- still haven't played Sonic Mania, uh, but I have it on for uh, for Xbox. I bought like the slip cover with the booklet and everything like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, Sonic but Mania I'm is probably good for Switch too. Sonic Mania is great, and it's like the best Sonic game in my opinion in a very long time. Absolutely. But I will say that I, I'm not going to say anything because I'm just going to get hate from people about Sonic, my Sonic yeah. opinions. I, I just think that Sonic is not a great game. I just think that Sonic it's, is not. It's so great. funny you say that because while we're on this train, and I don't want to take this any further, but I just bought uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. I got it for thirty bucks on uh, digital on Xbox. Game's not bad, but it still plays kind of shittily in some ways, like the older. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, it didn't, it's not bad. And there's sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is fun. It's Crash. It's cool. But I don't know. It's not doing much for me. And it just makes me think that maybe Crash was just never anything special. It was just kind of what it was back then. Yeah. So I, hitting boxes is kind of like in a linear, like, I picture playing those those iPhone games, like where you're just like the mate, the runner who runs and you got to keep on swiping. Right. So oh, like, shit. Like, temple run. Temple. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, it's, it's funny. Not, it's not bad. Don't it's funny wrong. that you say that. Cause I've been debating picking up crash four cause it's on sale for half off on Xbox and it ends tonight. So I'm like, Oh, do I buy this? Pull the trigger. Todd said he bought it was kind of underwhelmed. I asked Twitter and Twitter. A lot of people went to bat saying it's great, but then yeah, I watched, I, I, I watched, uh, the IGN, video review of it today uh-huh. uh i believe jonathan dornbush wrote it and like yeah he had a lot of nice things to say about it but as i'm watching the gameplay i'm looking at it and i'm like it does just kind of look like old crash and like i've it's recently a, played they, they the crash trilogy like and it's like yeah. i don't know if i want to play that now like I, it's not it may not be that it's it, bad it, it, it's just like i don't know if that's the game i want there's like a lot of mm. cheap deaths. Like it's just kind of like it, it's not bad, and it's like if you're looking for a little nostalgia burst, and there's little things like you get a suit where like you press Y, and then all of a sudden all these th- these icons pop up, and then you can jump on, and you press Y again, you can jump on the ones next, and it's like you know it's simplistic enough, but it's not bad. And I and I I looked on Metacritic, and like on both ends, like when you see both ends align on Metacritic, usually like people are like this game, it's got to be somewhat good because you got both sides cheering it on, but um yeah i mean i don't think it's bad and there's a couple times i'm like oh this is fun but at the same time i'm like this is so simplistic and just kind of i don't know know. yeah i don't know i know i can't i can't decide i might end up pulling the trigger after but who knows so so i want to say like i bought i got like i got these games for a fucking steal like there was like this massive xbox sale like i want to say near the end of like it was in the last quarter of of last year where i got like I got a bunch of other games too. It was crazy how much I paid for all of it. Like it was super cheap, but like I did the bundle that was like the Crash Trilogy plus CTR plus the Spyro Trilogy, and I think I paid like maybe sixty dollars. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Games, it was insane. So like for me, like I want to like uh, play through all those games, like the Crash games and Spyro too. That's not part of the conversation. Um, and then, um, and then eventually, like at that point, the next time Crash Four is on sale. 
I'll buy it. So like yeah. thirty dollars is definitely like not nothing to like scoff about. But... It's, it's the tipping point for me because like I I think around like the Black Friday type of sales, I, I want to say it was forty, and I was like, eh, forty is a little bit too much for this for me. I think, but now that it's hit thirty, I'm like, thirty is kind of a you know, like if, it, if was, like if it was you know, twenty, was it would be no question. Point. But thirty's like, right. oh, I'm really considering buying oh, this right now. The way the way I look at like most game sales, like unless the price is like absurdly cheap, uh, which I don't think this really qualifies. I unless I think I'm going to play it soon, I don't I don't cop it. So like, yeah. even though thirty dollars is good, I would only get that, Brendan, if you think you're going to play that in the relative near future which so, i don't think you are if i got it i would that would be the next game that i played which, oh then you should get it but like but the thing the sure. thing is is like i don't need to buy it because like i could just play Valhalla or cyberpunk or literally 20 other things in my backlog um, then yeah then wait on it i i think i, I don't know I, I may just wait i don't know yeah i I'll really say wait on it i really don't know um uh, let's see what else we got. We got Dragon Quest, which will be celebrating 25 years. Oh I, my god! I think port we'll see something. Six. I think we'll see port, something. Port four through six because those games are stuck on the DS and they're incredibly expensive. I like, could I've see. Been... I could see a collection. You know, especially oh, something geez. where Nintendo maybe publishes them in the West, so that you know it's a it's a dual interest for them. Uh, I could see that happening. Um, but I I do think we'll see. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a collection of games, and then maybe a tease of Dragon Quest Twelve. Yeah, I think I think uh, four through six is is well, because the thing is that like one through three made was wasn't like a huge surprise because those got released on mobile, but four through six haven't gotten any sort of like port treatment whatsoever since they released on the DS, the original, the Nintendo DS. So. I don't know, like, I would like them to port the, those games in a collection, mm-hmm. but I don't know of the likelihood of that actually hap- happening, so... I think if it's we'll a situation see. where Nintendo publishes the physical copies, you probably... It, it, it's a potential. I think at the bare minimum, we'll see a tease of the next Dragon Quest game. Whether it's 12, yeah. or whether it's, you know, Builders 3, or, you know, if they want to bring back, uh, I think, the other game they made that was on the ds was called jokers um yeah i feel like i feel i feel like that there's got to be more than just a tease of 12 because of how big that franchise is in japan that, I, that's why i think you're going to see at the bare minimum a switch port of older games just because i feel like I, I really i really hope you're right i i think that there's you know obviously the good relationship with nintendo with hero and smash you know dragon quest 11 s is the definitive version the, the switch version is the definitive version it did also just come to game pass so like microsoft's playing in the in the spectrum of, of dragon quest so i feel like they're in a position to maybe you know do some stuff you know what i wouldn't be shocked if we saw ports come to game pass i mean i could see microsoft throwing some money out there to be like hey let's throw a couple of these uh dragon quest older dragon quest games to us and we'll put them on game pass i could i could see that being a, a realistic uh situation especially because in that regard there's a there's an exchange of money where microsoft is paying them for those ports so i I could see that um (laughs) elder scrolls skyrim is 10 year anniversary whatever it's not ported to at this point sure it's gonna get a port yeah 
It might get a next gen patch. I could see that. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. Um, Even though it got one already <laughs> from last. <laughs> Devil May Cry's got a 20 year anniversary this year. I don't know if there's any games that aren't available on current platforms. I feel like they've all been ported. So I don't know. I don't think we're going to see anything. Yeah. I mean, maybe a tease of a new game, but I doubt it. Um, the director literally tweeted out like a day or two ago that he, that they were currently working on his next game. They didn't specify that what that was yeah. Devil May Cry six, but um, who knows? Um, and there is still the potential, in my opinion, of Dante and Smash. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's. I, it's not. I, I don't. And my predictions, I don't think he's on on near the top of that list. I could see that'd be a cool. That would be a cool twentieth anniversary thing. That's the only thing they did. You know, put him in Smash. Smash. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them doing Dante stuff in like Monster Hunter World or something for the twentieth anniversary. You know, throw throw some Capcom DLC in Monster another Capcom game. Or Monster Hunter Rise, exactly. I could I could yeah, see stuff Monster like that. Um, Street Fighter Two thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, we're gonna see uh, for no reason another Street Fighter port of some sort somewhere, or Street Fighter Two content crossing over somewhere else. It's Street Fighter Two. It's one of the best selling games of all time. Um, yeah. What else? Crash Bandicoot twenty fifth anniversary. I don't really see anything there. I mean, Crash Four came out no. last year. If anything, Crash Four coming to Switch. I guess. Um, uh, yeah, or yeah, Crash happen. coming to Smash, which I do not want. I really hope not. God, no. <laughs> what a right waste of a roster spot, in my opinion. Um, Kid Icarus, 35 years. I don't know. I don't foresee anything being announced. I don't think that's... Uprising port? Uprising port? Uprising, yeah. Get better controls? Hell, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be great. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um... I mean, I think we, who I think knows? we'll see an uprise. I think, I think we'll see an uprising port. I don't think it'll, it'll get a physical release. I think it'll be digital only. Probably not. I could see that being the case. Um, I think, I think Nintendo has capable developers under under though. their wing that they could they could crank that out through like a Grezzo or something where they have people that are capable of, of doing it, um, bringing it over the like, Switch. I, you know this, but like, how many teams does Nintendo have? Like not like not like uh like studios that they own per se, but like I don't know. Like I feel like it's like I it's like they announce all these things. I'm like, with what team did they do this with? <laughs> you know that type of thing. I I have no idea how many employees Nintendo has. Um, so like I have no idea how that shakes. Like it's so out. under wraps. It's um, so under wraps. They do obviously have. Uh, like Retro Studios and Grezzo and like some other studios like that that are like smaller studios. What's Grezzo worked on? Um, Grezzo has done a lot of 3DS stuff. I think they also, they might have been the team that did or primarily did the Link's Awakening remaster. Yes. Okay. That 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 sounds right. Um. So like they they if, if I'm if I'm thinking about this correctly, I believe they were the team that was behind. Link's Awakening remaster, so like they have it under their belt that Nintendo is like, yeah, sure, you can remaster a Zelda game. So I could see them doing Kid Kid Icarus. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of a remake, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it, it was it was definitely a not a, just a copy and paste situation. Yeah, it definitely was not copy and paste. Yeah, um, yeah, um, which that is also something I could see happening uh, for Zelda is that the whatever they're working on next could be another Zelda remake. <sighs> Listen. I've, I, I think 
a full remake of Ocarina of Time would be incredible. I don't see that ever happening. Uh, but I think I think a remaster, basically just a reskin of A Link to the Past, especially because Link's Awakening did very well. I think I, that's very likely, and I would be very, very happy if they did that because that's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I, I think Ocarina doing a remake, there would be way too much to do to make that be... a more modern game, and it would be way too easy to tarnish what many people consider one of the best games ever made. Uh, yeah, I think that if that would be made, it would be made by like the main Zelda team. Yes, which like I, at this makes... point, I mean, they're working on Breath of the Wild too. I don't see why they would yeah. add that to the mix. Um, no. And, and I don't know, I really don't know how you could do, like, I, I don't know what Ocarina of Time would be like in the Breath of the Wild engine because it, the game doesn't, you, you would have to make a new game. Like, it just, the game doesn't function that way. Um, yeah. Some of the other things, uh, Golden Sun celebrates its 20th anniversary. I doubt Dude, it. Dude, those need ports. They those do. Need ports. They need something, but I, I just doubt it. Um, I know. It's so stupid that I like that. Th- those need ports. Resident Evil so celebrating their 25th anniversary. Um, I mean, we're going to get I mean, we're the gonna next... Resident Evil 8. Yeah, so that'll yeah. probably be where they, they cap that off. I doubt we'll see a new remake come out this year. Maybe we'll see one announced later in the year. Um, if they're going to continue to do that whole what they did with two, said, what they I, did with they three, they I don't know if they're going to do four. I don't know if they're going to remake four. I don't I know if they touch else. four, but I could see them doing like a Code Veronica or something. I I I, I want to say I read something on four where they said they were going to dive into it, and there was something behind what they were doing though. Um, I can't remember. I don't know where the fuck I read that from, but uh, I think if they redid four and it was done very well, that could potentially be you know, like a best game of all time contender for a lot of people. Cause I, I know already a lot of people hold four to such a high regard. Yeah. I personally don't, but you know, I don't, I don't shame the people that do. Um, other than that, I mean, there's some other things that have anniversaries this year. <laughs> Melee 20th anniversary. I don't see them ever porting that game. Um, nope. Which is, you know, fine by me. I know there there'd be some people that'd be super excited if they did, but I don't need to play. You know what though? Who the fuck knows? They don't. They don't want to split that user base. Though. No, they do not. They do not. Um, but you never know. You know, there was the whole fiasco with Nintendo this year, kind of shutting down some some tournaments because people were using you know illegal mods to to play Melee online. I'm wondering if, you know, part of that was because they're going to put out a Melee remaster with online. Mike's laughing. <laughs> no, Mike? Who knows? No. I don't know. We're just 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 throwing things out there into the into the No ether. way. You're just you're just you're just dreaming out loud right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't personally care. I don't hold Melee on this pedestal that I loved Melee at the time, but I don't like I wouldn't go back and play Melee. Oh, I mean, I love watching Melee. Watching Melee, high-level Melee is cool to an extent. I, I prefer Ultimate just because we don't have to get into this. But um, Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, Tomb Raider, 25th anniversary. I don't know what we could see. I don't know if there's a new game in the works or... 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get really get anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's been a minute since Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but like, I don't think we're gonna get like a new trilogy or any or like a new game. Yeah, I I don't really see them remastering or porting old games because I don't I don't I just I don't think a, I don't think ports would hold up. They'd have to remaster them, and I just don't see them doing that. So off topic, but I found the guy something that I was reading about Resident Evil Four remake, and it says that they have more staff than they did on the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, remake combined, and it's slated for, like, 2022. I mean, that sounds about uh, right. Yeah, that, and, that makes oh, sense. And, and, it, and it also has half of the original team on it, but there's a new director directing it, and but they're all working together. Like So I'm sure, like, with the new techno- with the new consoles and everything, that game's going to be fucking huge mm-hmm. in, like, two years. You know, like, um, it'd be stupid not to remake that game. I know you got to like tread lightly, but they've been doing pretty well with a two and three. So. Yeah, no, it definitely falls in line. It makes sense for them to do it. Um, the last two that I feel like are worth mentioning for, for franchises at least are Halo 20th anniversary, which I mean, infinite. they're infinite. Exactly. I mean, the Master Chief collection exists, so there's nothing else to port and I don't foresee right. like another game coming out. So I still think we're going to get uh I, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. I know that they're working on Infinite, but I think I think we're gonna get uh, Halo Five on PC this year as well. Oh, is Halo Five last... not on PC? On PC? No, oh, no. I can see them doing on that. Next um, and then Persona, which we kind of touched on earlier in the episode. Um, you know, I think we're gonna see a lot. I really hope we get. Um, I think the realistic thing that we'll get is some sort of PC port of Persona Three. That being said, there's like three different versions of Persona Three, not not two, three. So, because um, there's, because to the point where, yeah, there, yeah, there's OG, there's FES, and then there's uh, Portable, and you know, depending on who you ask, it's like which is the better version, FES or uh, Portable. And granted, most people say FES because one. Um, you uh get the actual cutscenes in in the in the actual overworld in that game mm-hmm. uh and you get the dlc uh the answer which is basically like the golden slash royal content of persona 3 but then in portable there's a female protagonist and it's basically like you're playing a like a like almost an entirely different game when you play as the female protagonist and then but then there's no overworld but in combat, you can actually tell your party members what to do. In Persona 3 FES, you can't. It's all computer-based. So it's like one of those it's one of those mixed bags where it's like, I hope that whatever they port is a mixture of the best parts of both those games. Like it's like a complete edition or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, okay, this is what this is. You can play as the male or the female. You get the cutscenes, you get the answer, and you can ch- tell your party members what to, what to do. Also, That's like the if perfect I, if version. I recall correctly, in in three, if you want to max out a confidant, you had to be in a romantic relationship with him. Yep, yep, you have to be in a romantic relationship uh, to to max out a social link. And apparently, if you uh, don't, I, I don't know if it's two weeks or a month, but if you don't hang out with someone for a certain amount of time, your social link goes down one, and you have hmm. to earn it back. Which is kind of realistic, right? You know, like the yeah, last, yeah. the more you little, you know. So that's not really a bad thing per se, but like it's different from what Persona is now. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't be particularly opposed, 
um to that one being changed but those other things like that is like would be the perfect version of what persona 3 fes can be and granted i still think that persona 3 remake uh, persona 3 is going to be remade uh before a persona 6 happens because i think that persona 3 even though persona 4, it's it's similar to persona 4 and persona 5 it just is kind of the odd one out for some reason and because because it didn't get ported basically um and uh and they made the models for persona 3 dancing that i i don't know i just have a i have a really good feel like i just have this gut feeling that they're remaking persona 3 i i think that you're gonna see a lot of persona love this year i think you're gonna see a lot of ports you know whether they're remakes in any way or just straight up ports of the game unaltered in any way i think you're gonna see at the bare minimum a lot of stuff show up on steam you know ideally for for me and i think you know everyone i think all of us would agree yeah. you know switcher xbox yeah. would be great too um yeah but, any, any console platform to be but yeah so i think i think you're gonna see a lot of i, I really do think atlas and sega at this point obviously persona 5 did very well persona 4 golden coming to steam did very well i think you're gonna see them look at the persona franchise and lean into that as like i think we can do something here if we continue to give more people access to this franchise and potentially you know maybe get to get this to the point of where it could be our dragon quest it could be our final fantasy um you know given enough time i mean to be honest like they're like us their fans already feel that way exactly about and, so it's just like and there are so many people that I think would feel that way if they like if you look at the Persona franchise, it's so locked to certain platforms yeah. where it's it's very difficult for people to play. Like I'm I'm not gonna P, Persona Three is only on the PS3, PS3 and Vita for the portable version. Okay, and so it's PSP. like yeah, it's so, yeah. you know it's it's Two on an island. Back. It's on an island. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> Vita Island. But it's it's it's. Oh. You know, it's trapped somewhere that, you know, if you missed it back then, you likely aren't going to play that game unless they ever re-release it in some way. Uh, or if Steam, you have a PS3 yeah. in 2020. I wouldn't one. even know, like, how much a copy would be if you wanted to, like, get a copy of that game on eBay or whatever. I don't know. How like, I know I know a physical copy of Persona 4 Golden for Vita is is not cheap. It's like it's like eighty ninety yeah, dollars, which is why I haven't purchased it. I'm like I don't want it. I mean, digital copy's fine because it's my Vita, but I, I kind of want the actual thing. And it's like eh, I don't want to spend this much money on it. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's safe to say we're going to see a lot of Persona love. I hope we do. I, I think that's a series that deserves more attention and deserves a bigger player base. I just hope it's early. Like I hope we know what's coming early, just so I don't like you know we don't decide to start things. And then, like, near the, like, you know, near yeah. the later half of the year, like, hey, we're porting all these things, and we're, like, halfway through a Persona playthrough, and it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. No, I get that. Because I'm, play I'm playing Persona 4 Golden on PC, and granted, it's not, like, my main focus right now, but, like, I'm playing it, like, I am, you know, casually playing through it, and I don't want to get to a certain point in the game where it's just like, oh, it's coming to Switch, and I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. I, I, I still, and, and now I can say this very comfortably, now that I've finished Persona 5 Royal, I still think at some point we will see Persona 5 on the Switch. I, I do think that's coming to Switch. Even if it's not Royal, I think we'll see Persona 5 
on the Switch at some point. I I I I think so. I it doesn't matter to me. I'm not waiting for it anymore. I finished the game, so that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of. I mean, there are other things that have anniversaries. Uh, there are some consoles that have anniversaries in in this year, but I think those are some of the the bigger franchises, that, at least that any of us have anything to say about. So, this was a crisp two hours, just like I said it was going to be at the beginning. You said one hour. I know. Oh, yeah. trust me, I know. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to say really quick is that like Shimigami Tensei is going to have a big year this year too. We got the three remaster. Uh-huh. Uh, Coming to Switch and PS4, hope I'm still thinking probably April. I think that that makes sense. Um, and uh, and Shimigami Tensei Five, which will probably come out. I, I'm thinking like November, December. I think it's going to be a yep. late a late release. Uh, and I follow, and I believe you do too, because I think you might have retweeted it or said or responded to it and said something. But one of the the either Sega or Atlas PR people made a point of saying. 2020 was such a great year for us but wait till you see what we have coming in 2021 and i was like what what is this guy talking about right now so there's definitely some uh interesting things on the on the horizon that i'm very excited about but first of all thank you so much everybody for listening to this week's episode but thank you so much cam for coming on kicking it with us being tied right now if the count is correct for for the top guests returning guest slot um yes which i think Grayson and i are tied 10 10 i think you have a personal uh vendetta to, no it's not a vendetta it's a goal uh to be i have ven- nothing against grayson <laughs> yeah grayson's great i love grayson too uh but yeah i, I mean, love grayson it's it's great to be you know have another thing to check off number one on but take this time obviously you know you've been on the show a lot we interact you know we stream with you we you know obviously we all personally interact with you a lot but i think we all interact with you enough that our audience probably knows who you are but just in case there are new people or people who don't know who you are you know feel free to plug all your stuff or things you got working on or things that you just finished putting out or what you have coming up and the floor is yours sir oh uh, yeah i'm not really working on anything right now uh because still kind of like the holiday break um but uh you know um you can uh follow me on twitter at cam final mix um and you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash cam final mix and uh yeah love it what what are you are you streaming anything particular right now or no did you say that already earlier Uh, probably uh primarily be demon souls uh so i can finish that up and then i'm gonna get into near automata Nice. Because uh, I want to play that before um, Near Replicant comes out in April. And uh, man, now that I'm thinking about that, I really hope that. Well, I mean, it, I'm going to stream Near Replicant as well when that comes out. So I guess it's okay that it comes out the same month as Shimigami Tensei 3 if it does. Because I'm like, once Shimigami Tensei 3 comes out, that is my main focus. Like, I'm super excited for that game. Um, and that game is incredibly hard. So uh, buckle up if you're going to play shimigami tensei 3 i plan on playing it. it'd be my first first game so i'm excited it's yeah it's really good but it's really hard so i'm get excited ready for that i could see them porting some of the ds games 3ds games and ds games to switch this year Please. as well 
like they're so expensive like, like trying to get physical copies of those games are, is so expensive like devil um, summoner and soul hackers and stuff yeah like devil survivor oh, devil survivor um, yeah Devil Survivor, uh, Shimigami Tensei 4, Apocalypse, um, uh, Soul Hackers, I think, is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many like really good JRPGs from Atlas on the 3DS uh, that are super expensive to get physical copies of now. Um, so, Yep. But, yeah, th again, thank you so much, Cam, for coming on, hanging with us tonight, uh, as always. You can find all of our content at pastcontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review if you can, share the podcast on social media so other people can find us and listen to us. If you have a few bucks kicking around and help support the show, you can do that by a few different ways. You can go to patreon.com slash past the controller, becoming a patron, or you can go to past the controller.threadless.com and getting yourself some swag. You can find me at Bgroom. You can find Mike at underscore mycopath. And you can find Todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature. And again, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 237. And again, thank you, Cam, for coming on, hanging out with us. Absolutely. And until next time. All right.